Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Big Week in Gaming podcast. And what do you know? It's been a big week in gaming. I'm Intergot for episode 60 for Sunday, the 14th of November 2021. And always I'm joined by Mike. Hello, beautiful people of the internet. And Swinny. Hello, ugly people of the internet. <laughs> we have balance here. Tama. In this week's show, we'll be discussing both the Stream Deck and Playdate handhelds getting delayed. We review the biggest game of the week, Forza Horizon 5, and a look back at the first year of PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series consoles. As always, if you want to help out the show, help it grow, go to our website, bigwigpod.com. That's B-I-G-W-I-G-P-O-D.com. And you can follow us on any social platform that you prefer. We're, we're very inclusive here, aren't we, boys? We are. Unless right. it's about uh, Odyssey being a bad uh, Assassin's Creed game. That's true. Like, get off our channel. Yes, the <laughs> team YouTube have removed the dislike public <laughs> listings and then the Odyssey video looks better. Yes. Yes. I, think it, I think it was because of us, to be honest. I think they saw that particular video and went, ooh, okay, we need to do something about this. I will put it out there as of when they hit that, there were still more likes, slightly more likes and dislikes. So I'm, I'm fascinated to see the trend and if it changes or not. <laughs> Very decisive. Um, so, you know, when you normally hype up your Chemco tier list, I've seen that's removed from the run sheet. Mm. Well, because I thought you may bring it up, and ah. then, <laughs> then uh, I didn't have to be the one to do it. Um, yes, and I'll have another game uh, that I'll mention briefly this week to add to that tier list. So. Because we're so hyped about it, and we're hyping this thing up so much, I'm going to go over the top with production values. We should, uh. we should change the whole podcast layout to be Chemco stuff. <laughs> Mm. and then have b-roll for every single game every single game has b-roll wow that would be crazy let's do it what i what i hope is that we can like have that on hand when each month that i add a new game to it (laughs) it's like oh this what what did we play this week oh this another chemco game let's bring it up let's shuffle it around add it in (laughs) maybe we just re-record the video each time (laughs) all right i've got a kind of correction not really mm-hmm. a correction i i triple check this so we were talking about 8-bit christmas and you did refer to the game that they were showing on 8-bit christmas as not an nes game but you did say it was when they were doing the fly kick you said something the fly kicking the tv and it wasn't an nes game right i said i said it was like a fighting game that looked yes. beyond the technical <laughs> yeah, I remember that, yeah. so that is true but i kind of interpreted what you were saying as like they weren't showing any NES games in it, but they did show Rampage, the NES game. Oh, yeah, version. they showed. Yeah. I, I remembered Rampage. I didn't remember any others, but that's the one that just stood out because I'm like, there is no fighting game on the NES yep. with sprites that big. Yeah, and that TV is not an 80s TV either. But mm. the thing is, I actually went back and I'm like, I didn't notice it when I watched it. So I went back to see what Swinney saw, mm. and I literally counted the frames to be able to see it it was <laughs> seven frames seven frame swinny <laughs> that is it is. at, at now, 60 frames a second holy moly dude that's like one something of a second and i watched the trailer once so you know like, it's like it's about a like tenth a of a second he saw in one I, go and noticed it, number one it wasn't it wasn't a nes game correct tick so it's not really a correction number two that 
the sprite work is beyond what an NES could produce, which was true as well. I'm like, how are you noticing this? A tenth of a second? You're in the wrong yeah, field. It's, it's a tenth of a second, yeah. One ninth of a second or something. Yeah. I should I should work the digital boundary. And you should. Yeah. Head well, up the ga- um, Christmas comedy <laughs> games uh, division or something. I don't know. Well, I'm sure they will come up later with the Forza Horizon 5 review. It's interesting that they're saying... That game should run at 30, and that's the optimal setting. Let's park that. Let's talk about it later. Yes, let's, yeah, I don't know. The followers of the show probably know where we stand on that. Mm. Um, one thing we should couch the entire show with is that we're recording this prior to Xbox 20th anniversary live stream, which will go out, I think, one or two hours before we publish the podcast episode and mm. the YouTube clips. <laughs> Pretty much... They're going to announce the biggest news. It's going to make the whole podcast ridiculously irrelevant. We're not live streaming that because uh, Swinney is the biggest Xbox fam. He doesn't want to watch it. I wouldn't. If, if you watch if it, Swinney I'll watch did it. it. I'd do it, but he's yes, not going to do it. He's weak. If, if, it it if, a, if it was a one hour thing, then I'd be like, but they've said like three hours or something. Three hours? Yeah, but no, that's, 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 that's what someone said to it? me. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's not. Mm. Maybe can you, can you fact check that, Mike? I uh, know oh, you got a yeah. loud keyboard. Don't do it. <laughs> Wait, it, yeah, isn't Swinny the fact checker around here? I'm so, the one that makes up facts. He's the, the one that actually. We'll just fact couch the whole the show because there could be ma- massive announcements. We don't know. We'll we'll find out tomorrow. Yeah, and look, if you change your mind, Swinny, let us know. I think if it is three hours, it's still five to eight in the morning, so, so you can I, still make it to work on time. I don't know. I heard someone <laughs> uh, someone say three hours. Man, the Xbox uh, Australia NZ Twitter account hasn't. Posted anything since November the twelfth. That's slack. Really? That's slack. November the twelfth. They're posting every day. (laughs) They must have like someone must have have with their social media team, and they're like, "We're in a hiring freeze. We can't hire." We're not working on the weekends. Well, well, uh, Portugal just put a new law in place where your boss is not allowed to chase you up after work. Uh, Germany's had that in a lot of states. So, yeah, same as France. Yeah. So may- maybe Xbox has to follow suit. Or maybe their social media person's based in Portugal. I think the difference there is that is their job. It's not like everything closes in Portugal <laughs> on the weekend. So, hey, before we head into what we've been playing, I did notice that we had a, a question of the week last week. I thought it was quite mm. amusing. It amused me. I did on one of my favorite podcasts, Sacred Symbols. There, there was an awesome question the audience asked. And I want to ask you guys to get your opinion mm-hmm. mm. in games. Is poison green or purple? Ooh, ooh, tough one. Generally, I reckon green, but I've seen purple many times. That's a, that's a good question. Well, the actual answer is it's both. Because there's some <laughs> games that have one and some well, games that the other. So Sweeney, that's the yes. actual answer. That's a better question. answer. Yes, it's a much better answer. Yeah. <laughs> that's such a sweet But which one should it be? Should it be purple or, or green? What, we, what, what do you think is what do you think should be the agreed on international? Yeah, what's your answer? Color of poison you literally in games? Not so it's it's funny that you say the international is because I'll, often a hmm. lot of like Western games or RPGs and stuff will associate it with green, Ooh. and a lot of Japanese will associate it with purple. Oh, I generally the RPG man, the master. You are very familiar with this. That's so. That's I generally think of. I generally think of. Poison is purple, and I think part of that is probably because like poison nightshade mm. is like purple. Like I think per- like poisonous plants 
I'll give you that. And like, you can't say poisonous plants green because like every plant's got, got green to it. You yeah, know? So that's, fair point. that's why I kind of associate that with purple. And I, of course, I play a lot of games that also associate it with purple. Ah, yes. So. And because generally healing is green. Though. And also, I mean, Dark Arena. Souls, the bar fills well. up with purple. So that's it. That's the answer. That's <laughs> Dark that, Souls. that is the Dark definitive International <laughs> Gamers Association Foundation for Poison Coloring. So have you flipped? Are you not saying green now, Mike? No, no, I'm saying in reality it's both, but I, I, I agree with Swinny. It should be purple if there was oh, so an international you went, agreement. You went from green. Now you no, 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 no. I said it's both. I said that it's it's tends to be either green or purple as well. It's however, either one. However, I'm going to say but, something to counter me. I'm going to do a mic. I'm going to counter my oh own point. What? In a what game, mic? if you have a poisonous like pit, that is typically like a neon bright green. Mm, like it's okay. like but then it's more like it's more like toxic waste that's like mm. your turtle slime and stuff you know you mutagen and stuff so it's like it's different i think in different circumstances green mm. makes sense and then other circumstances purple makes sense i, say, I think of it Very definitely deep. as is purple. purple and i always yeah. think green is like acid or toxic that yeah so mm. that's what i'm saying that's mm. getting more in the toxic waste Realms. Yeah, but that's the part I don't get in games where they include both. I, I, like Dark what, Souls does it in the same game. Poison. Is yeah, poison. in the same game, you can either get poison or you can get toxic, and it's two different that's things. And it's like, what's the point? Souls. Just keep it's pretty one much of them. Just dark Souls. It does it. <laughs> All right, it's pretty much just so and, it's, tox- it's, and toxic is just a stronger poison. So. I like. <laughs> yeah, so it's the definitive game that we use as a measure for all poison coloring. That, like... that has both, and I don't know. I mean, I kind of get why they have both, but I don't. I feel like I'm not rewriting Dark Souls. I'll shut up now because that's going to piss a lot of people say, off. So we use this software video in India, and it's like you're blurring out at the moment as you're talking. It's almost like the software's got AI, and it goes, "No, I don't like your point." No, no, so I'm up. just gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> why am I blurring dip out? The, dip, dip the bit rate for you. My my bits are not high enough. That's I need right. more bits. That's all right. Well, I, I'm enjoying this uh, question of the week segment. So I might have to start thinking of these things, or you guys can this have is, your own questions. This. this is really good. I've I already got my answer too. written through the Desert Island game. You've always asked in the past, but I'm like, at some point, he's going to bring that back. I, I, mm. I, yeah, I'm I'm obsessed about the Desert Island questions. I don't know why. Uh, maybe that's how I want to live my life. <laughs> Getting maybe, yeah, you want to go to the desert. Can I ask for um, for future preparation? Mm-hmm. Does a desert island question for anyone who doesn't know? It's like, what game would you have if it's the only game you could have on a desert island? Mm. Yeah. Can you? Is is there any form of internet connection? Well, that that that, that is part of that's these. It's like five different questions. <laughs> you know, like there's a variant where you have internet. There's a variant where you get updates. There's a variant. Okay. You know right. I mean? Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's all these variations where you don't even have electricity, so yeah. your game will have to be a stick and some sand. <laughs> I don't know. That's gonna work. All you right, can play well, knots and crosses in the sand. Let's let's jump let's jump with into yourself. what we've been playing with yourself. <laughs> so this week, this week, Mike, what have you been playing? All right, I'll be playing a, a little-known game called Forza Horizon Five. Yeah, I think we're gonna review it later on so have you been playing one. it or has the rubber band on your controller been playing it yeah, a bit of, a bit of this a bit of column a a bit of column b a bit of me a bit of the game itself playing <laughs> i want to hear I'll about talk, that i'll later. talk about that in more detail i don't <laughs> want to spoil anything 
Um, the other thing that I dabbled on very, well, relatively briefly, I played a little bit of it, was um, GTA San Andreas as part of the GTA trilogy that just got released, a definitive edition. Played it on Game Pass. Um, it was... Look, I'm not going to go into into all the details. I wasn't... I wasn't drawn into it. Um, there's a, there's a few things about it that I just think did, did not work extremely well. Now, you guys pointed out to me as well that the PC version of it um, apparently got pulled off the... Mm. Was it off Steam? Was it, Swinney? No, no. Which so marketplace did you get thing. pulled from? It's Rockstar's oh, launcher. Off the Rockstar launcher, sorry. Yeah, it got pulled and from there. Yeah. We I would have... We we don't have a new story about it, but it is probably the biggest story of the week. But the a lot of it comes down to the fact that it had unlicensed music still in the game files mm. that they were in the original game that obviously somehow they left in. So they had to remove it, and that's why people couldn't re-download it because they actually had to remove the files from the game that needs them to run. So obviously they're would be working very quickly to get it up. I'm sure it's probably going to be up by the time, you know, some of our clips up go, go up this week. So. Yeah, I think as we record, it's still down. Yeah. Um, wow. The other okay. amazing thing is that they had the hot coffee content still included in that <laughs> version. Like yeah. how, like there's a really big uh, Twitter guy. He's, uh, oh, I've lost his name. He, uh, Daniel Amud, I think. Or Ahmed, sorry, Daniel Ahmed. Mm -hmm. um, he's like a business analyst for gaming. And he actually made a joke, like, when it got announced. He goes, how can this be the, the definitive version if it doesn't have the hot coffee content in it, right? <laughs> and then he's like, well, it does. retweet his own tweet going, wow, I guess I was wrong. And then also, <laughs> weirdly enough, they also included a whole bunch of dev information like mm. about the actual mm. game itself, like all these secrets and like how they developed yeah, it by that, accidents. Yeah. Like the content well, and comments were still in the code. So, like how the like how is that possible? That one of the most important games of history they've released it like that. I mean, it does actually make like the whole Nintendo Switch Online stuff like almost in comparison. It's a lot as bad as that, which is amazing. So actually, yeah. I downloaded it on my Series X and I downloaded it on my One X in preparation to spend a bit of time to compare them, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I ran out of time. But what I did try is, and I hadn't tried it before, was the play from the cloud feature. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, I just went, like, I was actually downloading the games on both consoles at the same time and I clicked, hey, play this game from the cloud. And I was actually shocked. I'm like, hey, this actually runs all right. But obviously, because it's a cloud version, it's also running the Series X version. But mm. yeah, mm. I'll actually might try them next week and maybe give a bit of feedback. So yeah, nice. yeah. My my only, uh, I mean, look, I, this, the, I think maybe next week we'll we'll chat about it a bit more uh, once you've played it a bit as well. Um, other than you know some glitches and stuff aside, it's it's definitely an improvement in some ways of the originals in terms of the way it feels. It's been modernized in 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 the way it controls and the way it looks as well. Not drastically to the. It's not. A, it's not a Demon Souls remaster or anything like that. It's just a better looking <laughs> version of the original. Um, That's but, like the understatement of the century. It's not a Demon I know, Souls oh, totally massive remake, which is almost the most definitively looking. Yeah, exactly. I know, I know. <laughs> but it's 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 um. Uh, look, I think I think it's one of those things where they're they're pandering to the nostalgia, and I think they just wanted to get something out the door. In my opinion, relatively quick. It doesn't mm. even feel that optimized. To the extent that it's it's what a twenty year old game now or something how how no sorry how how when did the original come out? Um, yeah, it was like two thousand two thousand one. 
Yeah, so it is a 20-year-old game. And on an Xbox One X, so not a Series X, but on Xbox One X, which is a pretty bloody powerful console still, really, it it runs at what feels like 30 frames. And I was kind of surprised by that. I don't think the, the game doesn't look graphically that intense, even with its reflections and whatnot. It's not really an intense-looking game. I've, yet it runs badly. But, it's I've, weird. I've heard the Switch version is the one that really, really yeah, suffers. Yeah, I heard that really... Yeah. Which, um, how, can that, how can that make it's sense? Unre- it's, it's likely because it's Unreal Engine 4 that it's running on. Yeah. The, the Switch is just probably going to have issues with anyway but it's still Mm. like the idea the concept the engine shouldn't matter the concept of this is as you said like a 20 year old game i'm talking san andreas here um actually apparently gta 3 is the one that apparently runs the worst on the switch from what i've heard um and Mm. that's you know older than that but it's like the concept is this is remastered people Mm. are expecting these games to run decently and you know i've heard the switch one drops down below 20 times Mm. Mm. Can't imagine. Yeah, like but, it, I, it feels this, like, this is the challenge yeah. where they've taken an old engine and then they've they've built a skin around it to run in Unreal Engine four. Yeah, it's almost like it's emulated in our in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like yeah. it's almost like a partial emulator, right? And it's so sub optimized. It's just mm. strange. I don't. I know what you're saying in terms of they want to rush it out, but really, like. Just think it does the brand damage when GTA Five is just still dominating and like totally GTA does Online the brand is damage, just insane. Yeah. Like why why put it out if it's trash? It just I don't understand it. I've gone from like yeah. uh, you know what I'll probably eventually buy this <laughs> to I'm not gonna buy this ever. Nah. Like, uh, after it. playing it, I w- look on Switch. Maybe if they patch it up and, and no, there's never <laughs> no, they, but that's not gonna happen. Probably yeah, they're not gonna exactly. release it like that. So <laughs> like the bar is set so low. Yeah. So I'm, I'm look. I'm curious now what the the highly downvoted GTA Five on the current gen consoles is going to be like. Um, hopefully, that's not going to fail people like no, like this has. Well, the timing but, of uh, YouTube removing the downvotes and Rockstar now, must be really it's happy with time that. that. Well, that's the main so, reason why they did it, right? Not 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 saying that video, but that companies are getting slack, so it's kind of almost encouraging them not to upload to YouTube. Mm. <clears throat> Right, so so look, other than that, just real quickly, um, I've been playing a bit more of uh, both Resident Evil Village and Resident Evil, uh, Resident Evil 1 Remake on Switch. Resident Event um, sounds pretty cool, though. <laughs> Resident Event. Both awesome games in their own right. The only time I've been really... Ta- the only problem is I've been really time for this week, which means in Resident Evil Village, I kind of make it to the next uh, typewriter to save my progress, and that's about it. That's, that's where I take the break. Um, and in, in, in Resident Evil, uh, one remake, I have no idea how to even compare it. Cause it's a single mansion. Then you seem to run around in circles the whole time, but on the switch OLED, oh man, it is so nice. It's mm. so cool to play that game on, on, on that platform, especially with the OLED. Cause it's so dark. So the contrast is really cool. So both games, fantastic, but I think it's going to take me the rest of the year to finish them at this rate. And I love them both, man. They're freaking awesome games in their own right. So I like yeah. how you're playing them at the same time. And at the same time, yeah. Like the very original versus the very latest <laughs> in the series that have complete, kind of completely changed the direction. Yet so many things you can you can tell it's it's the spiritual... Well, it is obviously the spiritual successor, but you can tell... You can see the evolution where they kept so much of the, the ideas the same. But it's just the way you play it is different. But mm. the, so many of the concepts and puzzles and stuff like that are exactly the same, just in 3D with a first-person view. Anyway, so that's it. So, um, into God, 
What about you? What have you been? Yeah, so I've also been playing, playing. Forza Horizon Five. So we'll we'll cover that in our mm-hmm. review later. Uh, I got the Nintendo Ooh. Game and Watch Zelda Ooh. Edition. Nice, nice, nice. I got I, one question. Yes. Does it have an alarm? Uh, <laughs> no, it still does Probably not. Probably not. An alarm. No. It, that's that's a feature you expect in Revision Six or Seven. Exactly. Maybe when the Metroid one comes out on the 40th yeah. anniversary of Metroid. Um, the 40th anniversary of Metroid Dread is when you'll get it. God, I'll be dead by then. I have to say, though, it's it's pretty <laughs> awesome, though. Like, it, I actually like it much more than the Mario one. So the Mario one, I wasn't, like, necessarily the biggest fan. Like, I just really wanted them to have Super Mario 3 on the Mario game and watch. It's a shame that they didn't. Um, whereas this one's amazing because you've got Legend of Zelda, Zelda 2, and then also Link's Awakening. And that's like, I'm not a huge fan of Zelda 2, uh, but like having those two Zelda games, like Legend of Zelda and Link's Awakening is just huge. And you actually play them and I'm like, this is like a really cool version of these games actually. And then I was also playing the Game & Watch game Vermin and I actually wasted a bunch of time playing that. So <laughs> it, like, they're so overpriced. They're so stupid. But, you know, being so nostalgic for those games, it's still worth it. Um, I feel like that's one of those instances where you play a, a full game, like a first-person shooter or something, and there's a, a vending, not a vending machine, there's like a little arcade machine within the game. And then you end up spending 10 hours just playing that mini game within the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Celeste has that, right? Because the original version of Celeste was like a little mini Pico 8 game. Then they embedded that into the full version of Celeste as a, as a mini game kind of thing. It's pretty sick when they do that. That's stuff. awesome. Um, other than that, like I've been playing Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. I love this game, man. I've actually got a really, you know, when I'm wrong, I'll, I'll admit it. That's not really true. You know me. <laughs> but <laughs> in this case, all. I will. In this you'll case, you'll I will. admit it when the, the thing, you know, you're admitting it to like a faceless entity. You'll admit it. <laughs> yeah, not a person. Jesus. No. Oh God! What am I, bigger person? Um, <laughs> like I don't, the frame rates and stuff like that, not an issue. I don't know what's going on. I think the opening, you know, twenty minutes of the game is very rough from a frame rate perspective. It's trying to do a lot. It's like you know, look at you know Forza Horizon Five, right? The start of that game is like full on, but it works, and we'll cover that. But in this game, Jesus, it's like like it's really rough at the start and then i got through that and it's just like really amazing post that Mm. like man i really love it like i actually really recommend swinny you checking it out or like hyrule Mm. warriors the first one um like i said i gotta walk back in my comments like it does get choppy at times but it really genuinely isn't impacting me playing it and i'm hooked on it i'm so addicted to it man (laughs) like i'm like i think i'm gonna complete this whole thing and there's bloody korok seeds in this version as well (laughs) So I'm gonna have to nice. go with them. Yeah. So maybe when it's on sale, Swinny or something, or even if I'm down in Melbourne, I'll I'll bring the the cart so well, you can play it. I think I've got to beat Breath of the Wild before I play a uh, any form of pseudo sequel <laughs> to it. True. And I think that's why it hits me more because I love that game so much, and you know because I haven't played that game in like three years, it's it's just so perfect. Like it, it was just so you know perfectly timed. And then other than that, you guys have probably seen the run sheet, but it's a mm. bit of the elephant in the room. I mean, like, we're not going to cover this in you know, the story or anything, but, you know, Elden Ring, 
There's all these reactions, people playing it. It feels like every YouTuber I follow has got a code and they've been Never playing the network test. The, the worst part is that, like, I already watch a lot of Dark Souls channels, mm-hmm. like, a lot of them. And so they all at the same time. Yeah, switched. Bang. My Ouch. Here's my 28 minute allowed version, like, footage they could capture with the detailed breakdowns. You got, what is it, um, Lance McDonald out there, yeah, like I love running, doing a PS4 version, so we can see what it looks mm. like on a base, a base PS4. And I'm like, I gotta watch some of these, so obviously I've watched some of them. Oh, so. oh yeah, no, yeah, well, of course I was gonna. Anything watch spoilery? <laughs> kidding myself. Of course it's spoilery. Know. The whole thing's spoilery. Oh, it is see, spoilery, but also at the same time, it's like I know that this game is like the scale of this game is just like nothing compared yeah. to. Yeah. So as in like. A, the previous games are nothing compared to this. Mm. So I'm like, well, I know that there's so many more bosses and stuff. And also it's like, things are just different this time. Um, where I'm like, you know what, if I watch a bit of it, I'm not going to, I don't feel it's going to mess with me too much. So. I, I think you're right. And I, I read, I mean, I actually didn't watch anything because I didn't want anything spoiled, but I did read a couple of articles about it. And one of the articles mentioned how more open your ability to chop and change and take up certain situations is so even if you watch something that someone's doing you might approach it completely differently so it doesn't necessarily Mm. spoil anything per se um so they talked about that and the other thing they talked about is that coming across things and having certain experiences you can compare it with your friends and they will have a different experience about that that same thing it's not like actual dark souls apparently this is quite a bit you, you there's more room for different tactics and different things that you can do it's more open in that sense, which I think would make it interesting. And it'll be—I'm gonna—I can't wait to chat to you guys about it and see how you approach particular bosses and situations and stuff. I, I think uh, I don't know. You're, you're the you're the master of the designs and layouts, uh, Mike. But mm-hmm. you know, I kind of look at it and think, hmm, you know, do we want to have a hype meter for for Elden Ring at the bottom of our podcast layout? <laughs> it's already it's already hundred percent. So what's it is hundred percent, like, yeah. I'm like so. I hyped, ordered man. three copies of it. So wait, three copies. I'm of like it. super hyped. Dude. <laughs> like, oh so, yeah. man, it's can't uh, get more hyped than that. Yeah, it's. I've been ignoring all of it, uh, similar to you, Mike. I don't want yeah. anything ruined or spoiled. Nope. And you got to realize that for you guys, this is like nothing. For me, this is like the first time, you know, I've been activated as a Souls fan. Yeah. <laughs> we're used to this we're all we're all people who are either activated or, or re- waiting to be activated mm. <laughs> right? and uh yeah so for me it's super exciting because i get to play a game that i know nothing about and the community in general don't knows nothing about right so like discovery at the start is i think that'll be really really cool mm-hmm. so yes super hyped about it bit of an elephant in the room we're sort of not covering it, even though Swinney's bloody watching every <laughs> every ring and update, so we could cover it, but we're not going <laughs> That's to. Fine. I think it's the kind of game I think you don't really talk the much about until it comes out. You know. It's yeah. Like now that now like we didn't know anything about it before, then they finally did that gameplay trailer. So now it's like now we're silent until mm. it comes out. Mm. And over to you, Swinney. What have you been playing this week? So this week, well. I've again, like last week, I've been watching people play games more than I have been playing games. It's kind of like it's just easy to chill out and just like sit back and like honestly, sometimes just holding a controller, as stupid as it sounds, it's like just putting it down and just relaxing is like 
you know what, I need this instead of sitting there playing a bloody Chemco RPG again. <laughs> but I've been, my thing this week um, <laughs> is watching lots and lots of channels where they pit Dark Souls bosses against each other. Or they might take 20 Dark Souls bosses and they will place them against 40 of the NPCs in the game and then they do like <laughs> three rounds. And then it's really funny because... You know, I can't get into probably the highlights because obviously they're very spoilery for the games, but there's certain bosses where it's like they'll sit back and they're like, you're sneaky. And, and then it's like, you know, they'll win at the end because they just actually didn't engage the rest of the bosses at the time. <laughs> but wait, wait, but wait. It's just can, like, I, can I just ask, like they hack the game to actually like, yeah, get there's... the AI and then they tune it to each other, like as Dude, if it's yeah. a player. Yeah. Wow. Dude, that's kind of cool, actually. Yeah, there's I'm gonna watch these. There's videos awesome. where they put Bloodborne bosses against Dark Souls Three bosses. Because <laughs> it must and be. You got to remember, Bloodborne is not on PC. <laughs> so that's great. That's kind of cool. Um, but in terms of what I've been playing, so uh, we reviewed Unpacking last week. So anyone mm-hmm. that's curious about that game, the Aussie made was it Brisbane? Yeah, Brisbane made mostly yeah. um, game that came out in Game Pass and on on Steam and that. So I actually played through the rest of that and yeah, it was I really, really enjoyed it. It's I love that super non-traditional way that they tell the story. And mm. even though I kind of you start to see parts of it in the early stages where I was up to last time, um just seeing it, the person goes through their lives and then how the possessions change and then the aha moment when you kind of realize what it's doing and in different situations. I will say that for me. The gameplay itself, while I think is we mentioned before, is like perfect to what it wants what it wants to set out to achieve. I think I could could only really play one, maybe one and a half stages at a time before I said oh, I just need a bit of a break and yeah. I'll come back to it like you know at, later in the day or something. So I think the actual gameplay of it is something that I just found grating after extended play. Yeah, but I go with you, man, yeah. I I I think it's really really well made and the the only thing is like i don't know if you guys had the issue but hmm. there's one laundry basket i think yes. it's in the last stage yes. and i'm like fuck this laundry basket yes. it's like <laughs> it won't allow me to set it it had to be in a specific mm-hmm. spot i'm like this is bullshit yeah, like the laundry basket would have been better over there and i know i was thinking the same oh, thing yeah. that was a weird one yeah i know what yeah, you're talking was... about actually yeah. yeah but um yeah no but that was really really fun and it's, I... again it's it's great to see uh an aussie made game like get the buzz that it deserves mm. so. I kept my promise, by the way, because I do believe last week I said that I was going to buy it, ag- not buy it again, but actually buy it for we the don't first care. time on, on Switch. <laughs> oh, I know you guys gosh. are terrified. If I keep my promises, but I did. I, I bought it on Switch as well. So I started playing Ooh. it again on Switch. It runs better was... than uh, GTA 3 on Switch. Oh, yeah, it runs well. If you'd hope so. Does it run well? It's right. Yeah, it runs fine. Yeah, yeah. And it's actually cool using the. It's. it's Easiest control was the mouse by far because I've tried it on all the yes. platforms now. Oh, I tried yeah, it that's... on PC, I tried it on Xbox with the control, and I've tried it with a touchscreen. And a touchscreen is really cool. Mouse there are a few is mo- touchscreen is cool. There's a few moments where I'm like, oh man, I wish I had a mouse right now. Yeah, even though you can <laughs> zoom in, it's like, oh, you played it on the Series X. Yeah, so when when you're like stacking mm. up like little, I don't know, the candles or something, there's like oh, a couple of pixels horrible. high, and I want to grab the bottom one. So I can move the whole stack. I'm like, oh, like just positioning. But yeah, like in general, it's not bad. Like I think they did as well as they could. Yeah. With 
playing for Cursor. But um, but anyway, the so before I, you move on, Swinney, just on the the topic, I feel like yeah. that game is gonna get cloned on mobile, unpacking ah, yeah. and turned into like a billion dollar game. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably actually. I don't yeah. think I've really seen a game like that necessarily. And then. It just the, it's the perfect mobile game, right? Like little short yep. spurts. So and there'll be zero of the heart that this one has. Oh, yeah. correct, and that's why it's exactly a mobile game. <laughs> but, yeah. Right, yeah. Going back to you. So I played through finished Ghost Sync. So I was talking last week. That's the uh, latest Chemco game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's while I think it's not bad. It's probably one of the most bare bones ones of those games that they've done from EXE Create. Which for people that actually like. Obviously, I, I play them, I enjoy them, but I'm, you know, I'm also focused on completing them. But it's also part of me is like, is that it? You know, so mm-hmm. I just, it's a shame when that's a game that came later and it actually feels like it's less of a game. And in um, case, sorry, in case anyone's wondering, because we did cover this last week, so this is the game that's a menage a trois between a boy, oh, God. ghost, his dog, and this girl. Well, that's the four, girl the loves the dog. The dog <laughs> loves the boy. The boy loves the girl. And it's this weird triangle love thing. Didn't you right? say four entities? Three. Have you, have, Three you have you played this game, Mike? No, but that, that's how you explained it to us last week. So I actually, I was, so when I beat it, I'm like, okay, so how's this story going to play out? Uh, are they going to get together somehow in some weird thing? And Making pottery. The, the boy regains his body and in the secret uh... final ending, they get married. But what happens in a normal That's ending? That's not true. That isn't a secret final ending. That is ending. true. That is true. Well, we'll say okay. spoiler alert. Wait, Jesus thanks for Christ, spoiling it. Man. God. I'm Spoiler alert for a Kemco game. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. But hang on, hang on. That's yeah, a secret ending. Well, you were, did I, did I spoil on. you? Hang you, on. Oh, you can play this next week. You <laughs> You're the bloody Kemco influencer. Were you, yeah. you going to play this next week? Well, maybe some of our fans will. Yeah, I know. And they listened in and now you've ruined their entire bloody Kemco collection. Awesome, awesome. It's great. So hang on, that was the secret ending. What happens in a normal <sighs> ending? Is this, Does he stay as oh, a yeah, ghost? Oh yeah, spoil all of that. That's right. I'm not going to get into the rest of it because I don't even remember, honestly. It's like one of those okay. games where even though I beat it like this morning, I just don't remember. But look, the, the last thing I wanted to mention, um, I have also played Forza, obviously we'll get to that, mm. um, is they did an update for Assassin's Creed Valhalla this week. And it's the update that as soon as they mentioned what it was, piqued my interest. It was called uh, Tombs, Tomb of the Fallen or Tombs of the Fallen Update, right? I'm like, that sounds really interesting. And it's exactly what I was hoping it was. So basically, it's they it's a free content that they added in that's actually just really, really... It's interesting how they weave it in. Hmm. But it's basically puzzle tombs. Um, and traps so it's almost like it's exactly like tomb raider and assassin's creed valhalla in mixed into one like there's no enemies you're evading traps you're doing puzzles physics puzzles and stuff they're pretty basic it's not there's not a lot there there's three tombs they're gonna add more but this is probably my favorite piece of content that they've added to this game and one of the best things in the game like if we weren't so busy this week already i legitimately would have reviewed this Um, that's how much i love it um, this again, like as a huge Tomb Raider fan, it also brings the series back to kind of like its roots as almost like an offshoot of the Prince of Persia series from Ubisoft. Uh, I love the Sands of Times games and all those. It this is awesome. I love this so much, and I really hope that this 
I know they're going to add more, but I really hope this is a more of a direction they take the series. So yeah, if anyone's got Valhalla, this update is really, really cool stuff to get back to. Yeah, just to yeah. save the correction, it's Tombs of the Fallen. Mm. Well, I said both options. So. Plural. I got, Feel free to correct right both mm. one of my I got tombs the right things option. I said. This is like Demon's Souls. That's that's a weird one because people oh, sort of son. say it wrong and it's accepted. That's how people are meant to say it. I know, but it's it's just co- anyway. It's, Before we it's jump multiple into the news, demons Mike, is souls. Before we jump into the news, one other thing that's happening this week is Game of the Year. So, as hosted by Jeff Keighley at the Game Awards, mm-hmm. and Jeffo. I think now accepted by everyone as almost like the Oscars for gaming. Nah, he, he's won. He's won the the patch. <laughs> Smart guy. Um, they are announcing their top six nominees for Game of the Year. And we had a bit of fun last year when we went through every single category once they were already announced, going through them all. So this time, I think instead we will just try to predict our top six game of the year. We're not going to go through all the categories now, see how we do. And then once all the you know nominees get predicted, we'll we'll try to predict it the week before the game of the award, game of the year awards. Game of the Year awards, that doesn't sound right. But um, Game Awards. Game Awards, that's right. Game Awards. So, Mike, uh, what are your... And this is not like our top six Game of the Year. Yeah. This is that's what right. we think the, the cynical media will pick. So, Mike, what, what are your yes. six? So, as you said, it first of all, it is... Do you want uh, me to write it in, Swinny, or do you want to write it in? Hmm. Um, I mean, I, I'm happy to take notes. Okay, cool. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's it's not what I personally think. Once again, and it doesn't include things that are still coming up, like Halo Infinite, which could take the crown. I'm just going to assume this list has but that to be won't, things because it won't be on that list. Well, it'll be exactly. Year. So it'll be things that have already been released. <laughs> that would be a so bad far, prediction. <laughs> be a really shit prediction, but I'm really bad at making predictions go ahead, anyway. Go ahead. So I'm happy for you to take that prediction. So okay, number one on my list is Ratchet and Clank: mm-hmm. A Rift Apart. Yeah, let's go through it quick. Yep, number two. Not is... too quick. I need to take these notes. Oh, okay. so, yep. So that's that's numero uno. Uh, numero do, duo is Psychonauts two. Yep. Yep. Cool. Uh, number three is Metro Dread. Yep. No surprises there. Next one I have is Returnal. Yep. And of course, Horizon Five. Yep. And the last one. Ooh, I just had to add it to the list. Because it's technically an underdog, cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Interesting. So we had okay. four out of the six the same. Ah, so okay. to, to save you time, Swinney, he's actually said them in the, the four. The first four that he said are the same as me. Actually, playing Psychonauts two, Metroid Dread, and Returnal. Easy. Yep. So very convenient. We never show these things to each other, even though we'd make our lives no, so much easier. Zero. If we did. We never have. Oh. And we never will. Yeah. So the two differences that we have, so this is what it all becomes about, mm-hmm. is I've got Hitman 3. Ooh, okay. And I've got It Takes Two. Interesting. And I'm I very confident that, about yeah. mine, boys. I'm very confident. Okay, okay. So right. I think you're more spread across your genres as well. That's, so. that's a, dude, I could go mm. into how, my, how I thought about yeah, this, but go, go Sweeney. So mine, I have Deathloop. Ooh. Cool. Yep. That was on my short list. That was the short list. Yeah. Forza Horizon Five. Yep. It takes two. Ooh. Yep. Metroid Dread. Yep. Ratchet and Clank. Yep. And Returnal. Okay. Yeah. So we. Okay. So wait. You. Good list, good list. Sorry. What was the first one that we it was different? Death Loop. Death. Mm. Death Loop. Yeah. That was a close one for me. It was either Death Loop or Ratchet and Clank. 
I I kind of got to the I filled in my list and then I'm like, oh, that's right, I forgot a Nintendo game. I'm, of course, what's the biggest Nintendo game of the year? It's bloody Metro Dread. But uh, I had as some honorable mentions. Um, I had Psychonauts 2, which I originally had in there, but I squeezed it out. Uh, Demon Souls, I don't. I think there's already enough Sony in there, so the other ones squeeze it out. And I looked through the whole list. I'm like, there's not a single in my list, and I don't think you guys do either. There's not a single Japanese developed game in the list. Mm. So I'm like, as an honorable mention, I don't think it will get put up. But I think Tales of Rise is probably the biggest Japanese thinking um, about that one developed one so that i could remember off the top of my head um but i don't think it'll get nominated i think well you know what i think the one that i thought would really like on that theme really would be close to getting nominated was scarlet nexus like i was like whoa this is like i I was almost tempted to put it in instead of hitman 3 because the thing is with the game awards it's actually listening to so many people who vote on it it's actually fascinating like so the reason why i didn't put horizon and i think Horizon should be in the top six, guaranteed, right? Mm. But I don't think it will because there's this weird phenomenon where as a game comes out so close to when they have to vote and it's like why it's like weeks ago that they had their vote, right? Some of the outlets, they don't play it, so they don't list it, which is so dumb. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I kind of get, you know, hey, how can I list a game that we haven't played? But at the same time, if you're an outlet who's voting on something like this, you surely have to, hmm. you know, try to play a game like that as quickly as possible. So that's why I've like not put it on. Uh, otherwise I would, and I'm not sure what I would bump off, to be honest, maybe Ratchet and Clank or Hitman 3. So anyway, we'll see how we go. Hmm. All right, let's jump into the news. Uh, so Steam Deck. So in disappointing news this week, The Steam Deck has been delayed to Feb 2022, but the news wasn't all grim. As we learned, there were some cool new things from Valve on their upcoming PC handheld. So the delay is due to material shortages of logistic and logistical challenges, but some of the cool updates that they had in uh, the Steam Deck development live stream. So this was specifically to developers, but you know, it was all published on YouTube, so anyone could actually listen to it. Uh, one, the biggest thing for us in Australia is they did actually mention that they are looking to broaden the markets for availability. And in particular, they're targeting Japan and Australia. So it does feel like Australia is almost guaranteed to be in the second wave. And if you actually think about it, you know, one thing I never thought about was the fact that, you know, devs need to get this in their hands. And if you're looking at countries that you know from a dev perspective that are influential japan seems like a no-brainer at all yeah and australia is actually growing very rapidly in that space as well so probably never realized that's also probably one of the reasons why australia actually gets a lot of these products first normally um given that they don't they don't have enough dev kits for developers they've actually created a what they call a hack and deck and they've spent all this time and there's recommendations if you go on the youtube clip on exactly what to buy to be the closest thing to a Steam Deck. And the thing that made me laugh was that they actually suggested getting a baby monitor because these baby monitors literally come in the 1280 by 800 unusual <laughs> resolution. Perfect. And the screen size is about exactly the same screen size as the Steam Deck. And it went so far as the guy saying, this is the same screen. And he's like, oh, no, it's not the same screen. It's a different screen. <laughs> and it made me think, maybe this is the exact same screen. And quick question. Uh, I'm very ignorant Sorry. of development game development in general 
do developers or studios pay for the dev kits that yes. they use? They do. Okay. All yeah, right. and I just even, wasn't sure about that. It's even crazier than that. They pay for it, and it's not their property. Like almost every single dev kit you buy from like Sony, Xbox, etc., it's not your property, and they could always take it back, even though you've paid for it. Now <laughs> they normally never do that, and it's not practice to do it. But if they ever see it like sold on eBay, because it does, they do come up from time to time. They aggressively go after those people. That's why they have those provisions that they can always get it back. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, similar to Xbox and what they're doing around uh, delivering to Series S or One S or things like that. Uh, there's now a new option where you can upload lower res textures and files uh, specifically for Steam Deck. Uh, also, they're really trying to make this a first-class device from a remote play perspective. Um, and I wonder, you know, from a PS5, Xbox Series X perspective as well. Uh, one other interesting thing was that the Steam Deck, when they did the benchmarking, it was only like a 1.2x-ish difference between their best-in-class SD and the EMMC, uh, which is like a lot clo- closer than I would have thought. Um, and also confirmation that the always-on features like the Switch and how they get to work. Um, and then also in the stream, they had this insanely awesome Portal-inspired design Steam Deck that makes me go, I don't even want to buy this until <laughs> this is available. But they specifically that was said really cool. they will never sell this. Oh, come on. <laughs> I know, I know. Damn it, I love the look of that thing. Mm. I have to say, I'm like so actually many... super excited about the Steam Deck. But Swinny, There's like, going to be... S- I, I, know, I know Mike is going to buy it, but are you, are you oh, going yeah, to buy 100%. it? Sorry to interrupt. I was just going to say, because it's about the aperture thing. Mm. Um, there's going to be so many people out there doing custom skins and custom work on this thing. Like, you're going to be able to get your aperture science one if you want it. Yeah, for if sure. You really want it. So. Now, we all know that Mike will buy the Steam Deck. There is. I'm going to make my own, but okay. Zero chance that Mike won't buy the Steam Deck. <laughs> it's zero chance. <laughs> we know like this. 100% zero chance. We'll have three of them by the time. Uh... <laughs> But the year it comes out, whether I'm assuming next year in Australia, he'll have three by the end of the year. Yeah, because according to my girlfriend, I have everything in threes, including three girlfriends, but don't tell her that. <laughs> she does watch uh, the stream. I can see her in the comments. but <laughs> She's like, I know about one of them, but who's the other one? She does, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah I, I want to go back to my question. Yeah, like, okay. I know you're going to buy one. Yes. I think, honestly, if I'm honest with myself, how many handhelds I buy and how much I love handheld gaming, like, I'll probably get one as well, unfortunately. Uh, but Shizzle. Swinny, I want to know, is are you getting tempted or you're way off it? Uh, the thing sounds great, but I just don't... Like, I mentioned it when we talked about Steam Deck months ago. It just doesn't fit my gaming lifestyle, really. There's mm. no... Like, if I mm. want to play something portable, like the Switch... I've got so many games I haven't played on the Switch. Mm. So it's like, that's the only place I would play those games. So it's like almost like if, I, you know, the world... It's returning to normal, at least in Australia. It's like if I have to go on public transport again, it's like I'm going to use that opportunity to play the Switch Switch. games I've played. Yes, but let me put this to you. It is a device that's capable of playing Windows games, which have achievements. You could play your RPGs handheld. Mm. As I said, like that, I Mm. enjoy actually using that time when I'm out to play the Switch games that I normally don't play. That's fair point. Yeah, get one. Trust me. No, no. I think there would be. I think you will. Almost zero chance that he'll get Ooh, one. I'm not saying I wouldn't ever get one. Like we'll in see. the future, we'll maybe. See. Like maybe there's maybe I'm like, oh, this makes sense now, but not not 
anytime soon, to be honest. But the thing, like, the thing sounds great. Like, I'm not talking down at all. It's just, I mm. think you already know if it's going to fulfill any needs that you currently have, which I, it's not going to, for me. I think the Steam Deck, no. But I think if they did something crazy, like Steam Deck cross circle, uh, surface collab, where it's like loads Windows store by default, like Xbox, you know, all that kind of stuff, remote play, first class citizen, cloud gaming, all that. Oh, yeah. Then I think you'd be tempted, Swinney. But I think Steam Deck, no, no. I don't. I think there's almost no chance you'll get one. The the thing is okay. that like I there's just so few opportunities that I even would use a portable gaming sure. handheld at the moment. So unlike, see, I I have full reign of any device I want in my current. Uh, living situations so yeah. it's not like somebody, suddenly somebody else wants to use the tv it's like no it's, it's no you're mine. right but I, I mean look horses for courses Single obviously life, baby no i just wanted to say that like i feel like that's almost a podcast title but it's too long full reign <laughs> full reign of all devices in my living area anyway what was that mike now i was gonna say horses for courses but uh I'm I'm the same. I can I can access whatever TV or device that I want. I can just kick my girlfriend off whatever thing I need to use. But like you say that, and the other day I, you're like, oh, I, I was I'm using kidding. my ex- I was using my Xbox One X to play this game <laughs> yeah, exactly. because someone else yep. is using the she's, Series X. She's the boss of the house. It's all blaster. It's all bullshit. She's the boss of the house. Uh, so no, but but I my Switch is never docked. Uh, as in, sorry, mm. okay, like maybe one percent of the time it's docked, or if the ring fit is on or something, that's it. So, and it's weird because this, uh, I have, I use it in bed, even though I've got a TV, I could be using it on right in front of me, mm, but same. I prefer to just have it because certain games feel really nice on on a handheld screen, even though yes, they would feel really just as nice on a TV. It's just the feel of it. So I can imagine playing some RPGs and stuff in bed that is actually just it feels nicer. Than, than what than doing it on TV on a couch for some reason. But again, each to their own. It's just I, I love the experience of handheld. So how do we feel about this delay? I'm fine with it, honestly. Yeah, like, I'm okay. Get I just it think right. it's funny how these companies keep saying like deadlines that it feels like they're still not in the real world. You know, you can't just keep blaming COVID. Like you need to build buffer in and it feels a bit cheap that they're all targeting a Christmas deadline and then missing it. I have to say, yeah. I, I'm almost certain that Analog is going to miss their ship date and people are not going to start getting the pocket in December. And I feel like they don't want to announce that and they just want to feel the pain of it. Like when it mm-hmm. comes to December and then they announce the third week of December, trying to bury it, like, you know, leading up to Christmas, oh, you know, another unforeseen issue and it'll be early, you know, 2022. How about you, well, they're just waiting for more and more companies to have to delay stuff yeah, where everyone's already feeling the pain. They're like, it's almost like the more people announce that and have that issue, the less it's a them problem, you know? Yeah. Like everything's been delayed and everything is supply constrained as well. Like PS5s, you know, we'll cover it at the end of the show when we talk about the first year, but it's just out of as out of stock as it was when it first launched. Like it has wow. literally been no change. It just trickles out and everyone buys it instantly, so... All right, well, let's move on to the, the next story on a on a similar theme. So we just saw the Steam Deck being delayed, and unfortunately, the Play Deck is also delayed. So You're just full of bad news today. Or, or as I should have read what Twinny <laughs> like eloquently wrote, Valve's not the only one having issues launching their handheld. The Play Date has also 
seen a delay until early 2022. So the delay is due to a battery fault found in Finnish units. Panic are shipping 5,000 units back to Malaysia to replace their batteries. To add to their woes due to the quote-unquote global chip shortage, Panic also cannot source their current CPUs for 730 days. (laughs) So there's a quote from Panic. Maybe you've heard about the global chip shortage everyone's talking about. We're here to say it's very real. COVID-19 caused an ever-cascading set of worldwide supply chain failures that are leading to many, many electronic parts being simply gone. End of quote. They are now revising Playdate CPU with a different one and more easily (laughs) available. (laughs) Available alternative. Their browser-based game creation tool Plup. Oh, Pulp, sorry. Plup, I'm thinking of the Smash (laughs) game. So Mike wouldn't understand what that is. So there's a uh, a guy who competes in Smash called Plup. Anyway, I like how my brain thinks that that's the normal way to say that Pulp will launch in open beta in January 2022, I believe. So when you, hopefully not 2023. What what, was, what were you going to say, Mike? That I heard there's a global shortage of crinkle cut, but you can still get thins. <laughs> as soon as he's like, oh, I thought you meant... I'm like, I know what he's going to say. Exactly <laughs> I, what he's going to say. I don't say. understand this joke, actually. Global chip shortage. Oh, God. But I don't understand the, the crinkle cut versus thins. Like, that doesn't make sense. No, because apparently there's just a global shortage of crinkle cut. <laughs> I just, okay, I don't plenty I kinda of understand the, the chip market. shortage, but shouldn't you put something else in, in its place? I don't know. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, the chip. There's, there's a global shortage of crinkle but aren't cut thins chips. chips? <laughs> thins are chips. Yeah, no, I mean, no, but thins is in the thin ones. There's plenty of thins available on the market. You just can't get crinkle cut ones. God. Yeah. It is amazing how they're saying it's 730 days before they can get their CPUs. Like, oh, God. That's great. That's, what, two, over two years, right? No, I wait. feel yeah. really bad for these guys because mm. the play date obviously had has a lot of positive buzz. Right? Yeah. I'm not saying it's like an Uya situation where there's so much doubt and stuff. It's like, okay, there's a lot of positive buzz, but it's like it's it sucks because... It can get eroded away so quickly, but at least they're very open and honest, saying, "Hey, you know, like there was battery drainage issues. Mm. Like we we essentially we have to ship all these back Fuck. and to fix them." So that's a nightmare, man. Like, yeah, they seem like really cool di- guys. They've made a lot of money, like on various things, including um, Untitled Goose Game. Um, so I, you know, I don't think they're super stretch for money i think this would have put other companies to the wall and just like it would have been maybe game over for them or they would have just released it with the battery issues and sort of just roll the dice or that's integrity that that i mean unless it was such a serious problem that it was literally blowing in people's hands i think if they did it for normal normal reasons it's it's actually pretty cool of them to do it it's a huge thing to pull out all the units there's already a delay on this Mm. and then have the the guts to say sorry guys we're gonna have to delay it because we're trying to do the right thing i think one of the one of the positives that's coming out of it is apparently the new batteries they're using have better battery power so you're gonna get longer play time (laughs) so i guess that's a good thing right yeah i wonder what they're gonna do with their season i kind of wish they just reboot it all and sort of say oh hey we're gonna open up another pre-order and if you order it it, everyone's gonna get it at the same time type of thing 
including mm. the people who ordered it the first time. I say that as a person who missed the order. <laughs> That's why I want it like that. Mm, okay. Because I do like the idea of getting it and then their seasons start, you know, when the yeah. games start coming out. Like, I kind of wanted to be on that journey, but yeah, I think I'll miss out on that. Yeah, a lot it's of a people shame miss out on that, technically. So, yeah. well, yeah. Well, well, we'll see how they go. Mm. Um, yeah, like, so another cool piece of news this week, and I thought it was quite interesting, uh, following the footsteps of Aerosmith, Iron Maiden, and Kiss... The alternative rock band Radiohead have made their own video game. Well, kinda. So in collaboration with Epic Games Studios, Radiohead is releasing a virtual exhibition as a companion piece to their new reissued albums, Kid A and Amnesiac, both coming from 2000 and 2001. Very seminal albums of that era. The albums were originally planned as double album release. The exhibition was developed by studios square brackets name the machine and arbitrary good productions well just i just want to make a uh, small uh amendment to that it's square brackets name the machine close square brackets oh okay so okay we're gonna do this are we <laughs> i believe that you would call it square brackets name the machine because whenever oh, you okay. deal with in law or in contracts or putting a placeholder, when you yeah, talk okay. to people about it, you always say in terms of square brackets, you know, placeholder name. So but do you I say quotes? will challenge you, and I believe the proper pronunciation of this studio, mm. okay. <laughs> whose name is square brackets, name the machine. As the as the most literate of all of us with... Certain not degrees. you, obviously, we're talking. <laughs> oh, obviously not me. Swinney. No, I mean Swinney. Swinney as the most literate one amongst us. Uh, how would how would this be pronounced? I would personally, unless they... And I'm look, I'm going on the website right now. Oh, um, unless they go out of their way to say you pronounce anything. Whoa, it's got an autoplay music. Um, <laughs> I would just call it Name the Machine. Oh, oh wow! Oh, okay, well, so we've got three versions. Yeah, yeah. and not not like <laughs> Neko works. The other day, when specifically on their website they said Neko dot works, you pronounce the dot. That's ah, true. Okay. That's Bracket. true. Name this machine. Really Bracket. cool. This um, name the machine. I'm just on here, and they they work with like David Gilmore. Oh, they cool. With, they've done like awesome. stuff. Um, like with Lady Gaga, like I'm glad really, we really went cool. onto this tangent. This is really cool, actually. To find <laughs> yeah, out. no, no, like did and this thing. Um, we haven't really got into what it is yet, but it looks awesome. Well, I was going to go into it. So yeah, it's coming yeah. out on PlayStation Five and Epic Game Store as a free download <sighs> on November awesome. the eighteenth. Uh, so I will be getting it anyway, as I always do on Epic. <laughs> Described <laughs> as a favored dream space, an edifice built from the art and creatures words and recordings of the albums reassembled and given new mutant life end quote it's awesome another quote the original recordings of kid a and amnesiac are scattered and reformed sorry in a series of impossible and possible spaces populated by equally impossible or possible creatures surrounded by the art of stanley uh, donwood and tom york that's actually a bloody tongue twister, that quote. It's that quote, like, Radiohead have proven themselves, right? But that is one of the most, like, art, arts and farty, bloody, yeah. pretentious bullshit. But they've proven themselves where it's like, okay, if you've gone out of way, like your tools and stuff. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, you can kind of get away with it. I, I think that Radiohead and Tool are extremely wanky and pretentious. 
having said that, I love their music to death. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's <laughs> kind of like, done. do whatever, dude. Like, you make I've... amazing stuff. Absolutely. They've got, they've got a free ticket for this. But mm. Tool had the really cool um, album, the one that actually came with... With like pl- all their albums, a, pretty much. Like when you well, say all that, their albums, but I mean, this particular album was the one that came with the screen, so you, you could play parts of it. Did you guys, you saw that, yeah? Like you open the album up, and it's actually got an LCD screen in it. Yeah, I can't remember which one it and was. And you what? You was the latest one? Was it's the latest one? Yeah, it's the latest one. I have a copy of it, but I bloody forget the name. You have that. I have that. Because I that cost like hundred something dollars, hundred and fifty dollars. I don't remember how much it was, but I thought it was a really cool album. And in terms of a, a product innovation, I thought it was brilliant. It was really cool. Yeah, have, having that as an idea. And then Radiohead also, if I if I remember correctly, a few years back they did the first "You Pay Us Whatever You Want" for the album. Yeah, um, I paid them zero again, and you paid them zero because you. I don't even I remember their what rules. I did if I still have it. But <laughs> but I th- I, th- I think that that stuff is really cool innovation, mm. and it's good that they're in a position where they can. I guess afford to experiment and do that kind of stuff. And mm. I grew, I, I grew up on Radiohead. It grew up as in you, my uni days were filled with Radiohead. And wow, this thing's freaking awesome! I love the idea of it. So I can't wait to I, try it out. I have a confession. I've heard pretty much everything off Kid A, and I'd say eighty percent of mm. what's on Amnesiac. I've never listened to the albums from start to finish. Really? <laughs> okay. Never. What? Because, like, oh, the thing is, right, when it Homework came out time. at the time, for some reason, I just, like, it just didn't, I just didn't get around to it, but they just blasted, tri- you know, your Triple J's and that, all the stuff off Kid A especially, and, you know, like, when you get to Amnesia, you got your Knives Out and Pyramid Song mm. and all that stuff, and it's like, like, I've heard all those songs so much, but I've never sat down and listened back to, you know, start to finish, so I'm like, maybe this will be interesting to experience <laughs> this stuff. For the but first then you time, want, you won't see it in order in either. You, it because this sounds like it's randomized as yeah. well. So well, it'll that's be the, the thing same is, that's, experience. That's what I'm like interesting as a yeah. first time listener, technically of the full <laughs> albums. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll, that'll be a weird way to listen to it. And quick shout out to JYKW twenty six oh six dabbing in the YouTube live stream. Hello, chat. hello. Um, yeah, like, I, so my biggest thing I've heard Kid A and Amnesiac more Amnesiac actually back to front like millions of times over my thing was should i listen to them this week or should i just go in like i've i know these albums back to front right but i'm almost like should i just let the kind of the freshness of it hit me playing this experience versus like listening to the album again and then playing the experience (sighs) thoughts well i think if you know these albums back to front i would probably stop listening to them in reverse and actually maybe listen to them the way they're supposed to be listened to i did say i know them back to front (laughs) uh yeah i don't know man i i think i will refresh myself Mm. i I actually haven't heard the albums front to back for quite a while now properly it's the same as you swinny i've heard tracks since then randomly and playlists and whatnot that i have on spotify but not the full thing. And I think I want that, especially if the experience itself isn't in that flow. So, so any yeah. last word on this before we move on to your your sections? Last word is, uh, let's get on to the game. <laughs> yes. I knew you weren't going like, to answer my question. I knew it. You're like, do what you want. That no was going to be your answer. <laughs> All right, let's go into the next game. Oh, you, want me, you want me to lead? Oh, yeah, right, definitely. Cool. Hell yeah. It's Eurojank. We know, we know who Alex. to go to. Yeah, so Alex this week, too. 
this week. Thank you for. Uh, I'm about to lead <laughs> no, into that. Sorry. Mike. I'm yeah, sorry. Hey, hey, Mike, you take the segment. It's yours. I'm giving you the power. I'm going. He's got. He's on mute. He's actually on mute. Go. All oh right, the latest RPG from Eurojank Masters, Piranha Bytes, has a release date. B-roll footage, please. Where's Publisher THQ Nordic announced the game will be coming 1st of March 2022. Woo-hoo! It's going to be coming to PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series consoles. And I'm going to shut the hell up because I know nothing about the game. <laughs> Over to you, Swinney. And there's nothing Thank really you. in the notes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank God I actually write them like a person speaks. Um, <laughs> no, so look, it's great to finally have a release date, even though this game was only announced at E3. So it actually hasn't been that long, but it's it was seemed really far along. So, it, and big credit as well for anyone watching the B-roll. So um, click, uh, sorry, Fextra Life is, this is the, the footage that recorded from, uh, I think, uh, I guess an early beta version of uh, Elix 2. So I am a bit of, like, I liked Elix, but I'm much more of a fan of Piranha Bytes' older games. Um, specifically, the Risen series is the, the one that I'm most familiar with. Uh, Elix is, they're all janky, but Elix kind of just felt the m- most disconnected um, in terms of its, like, presentation and gameplay versus the Risen games. And I think part of that as well is because it was like the the first next-gen game they'd done at the time. When I'm talking next-gen, like your PS4 and your Xbox One and stuff like that. But this game, I'm really looking forward to this. They say they've, they've improved the combat. But unlike other European RPG developers, like your Spiders, for instance, where they go from Mars Warlogs and Bound by Flame to, and then you start to see them refine and get better at combat design with technomancer and they get to greedfall and it's the game plays really really well i haven't seen that same progression of you know of design from piranha bites at least since i'd say risen one because that's where i really got into their stuff but i'm hopeful they're saying they've improved it um but of course i'm looking forward to playing because i while i did have my issues with the first elix i really love the ambition they put into that game uh, and once you can't get past that jank i think it's a really really cool experience so they also did announce a collector's edition. So I'm on the fence. I probably won't get this simply because it's just the inclusions aren't something that really appeals to me. But um, it comes with a, a large uh, figurine of the Alb. The Alb's like the enemy uh, faction from the first game, and obviously they're going to be in this in some form. Uh, it comes with an art book and a keychain. Interestingly, it comes with an, the original soundtrack, but also a concept album. I'm like, wow, someone's actually made a concept album about Elix huh. too. That is just really like, well, like who would do that? But I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's great. Um, and they, it comes with Steelbook and, and Collector's Box. And it's actually priced at 250 Australian dollars according to EB Games. That's not bad for what you get looking at it now. Yeah, but I mean, look, it's unlike something like Elden Ring, like where the inclusions actually said, like, I'm mean, this is something I could go back to and look at. Um most of the stuff like keychain is like, okay cool you know and the figurine is figurine but i think for anyone that is huge into elix obviously it's great that there's collector's edition i don't remember if there was one for the first game or not so but yeah it's great to have a release date and obviously i'll uh i'll be playing that on launch so um it's pretty good actually. these yeah these developers they're they they need the support even though they are owned by thq nordic now they're still these are games that live and die by their fan, hardcore fan base. So, 
You need to start streaming these games when you mm. promote them. That's mm-hmm. a, that's how you can support them. You could be like that dude. We yeah. could have your image in, <laughs> in the bear. It's not, it's not like I specifically create a segment on podcast I'm on to talk about the game as opposed to just chucking in a minute mic. You know, I want to talk about <laughs> yeah, the game. Yeah, but I think you should be a Eurojank influencer. <laughs> yeah, I could see oh, that. Oh, there's actually. some people out there that do that really well that um, also have European accents. Those do it better. Like, Eurojank uh, and Kemco. Hello, everybody. Mike, Mike, you, how about I write the scripts and you, you're the one that does the videos? Done. I'm in. <laughs> um cool yeah so that's pretty much it cool release date in march mm. all right let, let's keep keep it on the eurojank theme then technically yeah it is eurojank now isn't it so we had an update from uh for kingdoms of amalur the dlc that we've been waiting a long time for so if anybody doesn't remember um thq uh nordic um back to back about them but they re-released kingdoms of amalur last year Mm -hmm. re-reckoning one of the most stupid names but also kind of like memorable Mm. and they said that they were going to not only did re-reckoning do general remaster stuff and it included the two existing dlc uh, expansions they said that they were going to do new content which is kind of crazy for a game that you thought was dead in the water like the series you know obviously 38 studios and everything to do with that mess that jason schreier has written books about and stuff but to have new content for a game that has a huge cult fan base, and it is a very good game. It's not like it's not actually a very janky game at all. Um, the but they hadn't said anything. Like it's been fourteen months since the game came out, and they said they were going to have new content. And there was even additions that that included what that new content is. And people haven't obviously had that content. Hmm. So they've done they've drip fed some information over the months, but finally this week they kind of gave the most concrete update we've had where about where it's at at the moment. Um, which is basically in a Steam blog post they said that um the reason why Fate Swarm, which is what the content's called, is taking so long is since they had to basically rebuild the content creation pipeline from scratch. Whereas they were taking existing assets that 38 Studios and Big Huge Games kind of you know, worked on this, what they were creating stuff from scratch here. So they actually apparently had to rebuild it all. Um, But they're in the final stages of development now. And they think that they're actually going to be able to wrap up in a few weeks. Mm -hmm. Whether or not that means that the, we'll actually see the DLC release um, by the end of the year. You'd hope so if they're seeing a few weeks, but I know obviously there's certification, there's QA that they could be talking about pre QA and stuff like that and full testing. So I'm really looking forward to playing more Amalur. Um, I'm a huge fan of the original. I mean, I even bloody played through the Japanese version as well. It's like, it's a game that didn't get the credit it deserved. Um, it has one of the best action RPG combat systems. It's basically your dark side as God of War mixed into like a traditional RPG with its combat. So um, I'm really, really um, looking forward to it. But uh, yeah, so that's... Finally, an update on Fatesworn for Kings of Amalur. Awesome. Is right. it available on Switch? Kings of Amalur is available on Switch. Awesome. Cool. Yes. I'd say Eurojank is such an offensive name for, yeah, <laughs> for I'm a so genre. Offended. The thing it's like, is like European double A almost, yeah. right? I mean, Kings of Amalur was, mm. as you know, was developed by an American studio originally. Mm. But mm, true. the studio that's working on this, I'm assuming, like THQ Nordic is obviously European. Mm. Uh, I'm assuming the studio, I think it's Keiko, I think. 
I assume they are, but I'm not sure where they're located. So, mm. so it's X Yankee Eurojack. Ooh. X Yankee Eurojack. <laughs> yeah. I've got, I've already got a question for next week to open the show mm-hmm. to ask you guys on the, on a similar theme to this. Let's hope I remember it. I'll probably won't. All right. Well, that rounds out the news. But as we do every week to round out the news properly, we have our one of our favorite segments. I noticed that uh, Mike is limbering up, drinking some water, getting ready. So what we do is there's a whole host of stories, mostly that Twinny and I are super interested in. And Mike nods his head and sort of goes, yeah, yeah, I'm interested in that. Oh, okay, interesting. Um, where we really don't have anything to add to these stories, but we do want to raise it. You know, we want to be mm. completionist here on the Big Weekend Gaming Podcast. And we give Mike one minute. He has to go through all the stories. I start the timer when he starts talking. But before we start, I was, you know, get the, the judge, Judge Swinney, to check. Is this uh, 180 words at most, excluding symbols? It is 180 words on the dot, <laughs> excluding symbols. It's amazing how you do that. I it know, really I count it by hand. It's like it's becoming like a, a meme now <laughs> that you're purposely trying to go 180, which is far above the normal mm. speech pattern. And we do find that Mike will add extra words for no reason and pause. Because he's an idiot. Uh, but I'll, I'll now hand over to Mike. He can start whenever he wants, and then I'll start the timer, and we'll see if he can make it. And Swinney judges if he gets it right or fails. And if he fails, he has to streak at PAX Australia next year. All right, all right, all right. GTA Definitive Edition Trilogy has been pulled from sale on PC due to unlicensed music in the game's files. Multiple Metal Gear Solid titles have been temporarily delisted due to archival footage licensing. Image and Form have announced SteamWorld Headhunt as a third-person cop action title. The latest game, The Gunk, is releasing December 16th. Bethesda have confirmed that Fallout 5 is next in line after Starfield and Elder Scrolls 6, whenever the hell that's going to happen. New Mass Effect 4 artwork for N7 Day has teased the return of the Geth. Ooh, Elden Ring Network tests have been sculpted on eBay. Puzzle of Baba is you is receiving a level editor update. Wild Back for Blood is getting uh, an updated single player campaign with progression next month. Thank God. Unity has purchased Weta Digital, the technology arm of SFX Studio Weta Workshop. Twitch has released an app for the Nintendo Switch. Niantic have begun licensing their augmented reality tech. Uh, a $10,000 Gucci branded Xbox Series X has been revealed. <coughs> And, and finally, acclaimed Borderlands 2 DLC, Assault and Dragon's Keep, has seen a standalone release ahead of Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Hmm. Oh, just coasted in. That was... Yeah, you're was just good. like, I'm comfortably saying this at a nice speed yeah, now. Good. I, that was a good speed, that mm. one, yeah. Sweeney, yeah but I am, mean, I, am I... Have we got enough words? Can people understand what I'm saying? Are we... Well, he's been comfortable getting Do this 180. Up like the words, baby. <laughs> up the words, or what are we saying? 10% increase. 10% increase. 10%. Do you think? 10% we're going, let's just 10%. round it to 200. Let's just round it to 200. Can you do 200 200 words. 200 words. 200 words. Do you guys really want to see my bloody man tits? No, I want to see him. Why would they be bloody? Anyway, they wouldn't. Can I just say already, you're doing 180 words, so you're saying three words per second. Like, when you think of it like that, it's kind of insane. I will say, I think that was the most consistently pronounced. Mm. You know, I think you actually, that's probably your best. Why, thanks. Thank you. I, I do actually have issues pronouncing words, as people can attest to, and listening to me. I mixed accents. I learned English from watching Rugrats and shit when I was 11. Is that why you so, said Tommy all the time? Probably. So, yeah, pardon my pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know why I found that so funny. 
I think we have uh, a, a racing game to review. I do indeed. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I have to say, that was the first time I really learned something. So SteamWorld Headhunters, I didn't know about that. Mm. I'm actually going to check that out because I love Same. that company. All right, uh, let's move into uh, special uh, segments. This week, all the Bigwig crew finally got their hands on Forza Horizon 5 with some of us playing on Xbox Series X, others on PC. Who needs Digital Foundry when you've got our expert analysis? And I didn't just put that in our description, the SEO. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just slagging off with people that we love as well. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, Mike, you checked this out last week. I did indeed. Uh, Sweeney, yes. how many hours have you put into this? Oh, look, not a lot. Probably about maybe five hours. Um, and, so definitely not as much as uh, Mike. And for me, pretty much all I did was, as I was driving around the map, I noticed it popping up saying Swinney in terms of like how many roads or something you've discovered. I'm like, well, I have to beat him. <laughs> so I just kept driving <laughs> and discovering areas until I got in front of you and then I turned it off. The, <laughs> so the I funny didn't part. participate in anything. <laughs> The funny yeah. part is I kept uh, I always kept going off road. I'm like, God damn, it's not marking off my road. Like, because I would have had a lot more roads, if, but I was going off road all the time. Oh, like off road and yeah, not even yeah. on unmarked roads. Because I'm that's like, why would I drive on that part of road and just go straight across? Mm. So, Mike, um, mm. yeah, like, so where where are you where are you up to in the game? Okay, so I finished it, and when Whoa, I say okay. finished it, I mean I got into the Hall of Fame. That's the you've kind of finished the game but i haven't finished all the stuff that you can possibly do so i think i've collected about 300 and something 320 330 of the 500 something cars mm. i've got all the roads i think i've got 90 plus percent of the the signs that you can hit um i've done a whole bunch of stuff so pretty far into it if you call it that but to me i'm, I'm not rushing to finish everything if that makes sense to me this is the like kind it. of it's game that like been out for a few days please. it's only been out for a few days look i have a friend who's done everything a number of days ago wow. so he got it at the same time that i did and and if if you guys were listening last week if you got the upgrade for it or you had purchased because i got just the upgrade uh to the premium edition which gives you the the game pass and i figured you know what i'm gonna play this game quite a bit so i don't mind Paying for it? What are you laughing at, Audio listeners, yeah. which we have numerous. What's he giggling at? <laughs> Swinny is laughing his ass off. Oh, my laughing off because somehow Mike is now like a foot taller than us. Ah, shit. Sorry. Screen. Okay. <laughs> He's erect. He's excited about Forza Horizon <laughs> 5. He's oh, erect. God, Forza. <laughs> He's getting closer to the camera. <laughs> it makes him look huge. <laughs> Sorry, it's all good. It's all good. So, 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 yeah. So, I, I, um, I, I got it early. Early is in last Thursday or Friday, if I recall correctly. Mm -hmm. Which means obviously I had a bunch more days to play it. But this mate of mine, he he did every single race, every single jump, every single road, everything completely cleared. He cleared the entire thing, uh, two or three days ago, because he just smashed the game. Now I kind of played it maybe. 80 percent and 20 percent the game played itself if you guys want to know how um and it's much... called putting all assists on and just putting a rubber band on your controller as it drives around the open world that's one way of doing it <laughs> yeah. uh, the other thing that i've been doing because you guys might know that sometimes when i play a game i don't like to play the game itself i just like to dissect things mm. you can do within the game that have nothing to do with the game itself and 
I realized, and I might as well tell you this this now, uh, before we go into the Ernst review of the game itself, um, <laughs> I realized that you start off, you as in you, and obviously a lot of other people, can pick the, the new uh, C8 Corvette. What? what? This is, this is what, just what? the pre-review, remember? This is the pre-review of the <laughs> I want to call the episode review. Ernst and Review. <laughs> it's what? like, you know how boxing events, pay-per-views, they have like pre-shows. This is the this pre-show is the, to the Forza 5, the, Forza Horizon uh, 5 review. Yeah, exactly. The foreplay before we get to the proper review. The Forza play. The Forza play. Forza play, uh, okay. So, so... Gotta write these down, Swinny. I realised, I realised... <laughs> Yeah, better write it down. I haven't been making notes. So I realized that... To, yeah, I to, been, to he our... says, I haven't been making notes as if he ever makes notes. No, no I, I have some notes. I have a bunch of episode okay, titles, go, go, for go, example. Go. So, so I realized, I realized uh, a couple of things while playing the game. Um, I realized that a lot of people will probably choose the C8 Corvette. So that's the new Corvette that, that came out, well, in 2020, I believe. Um, because it's one of the starter cars that you can pick. And secondly, the exact same model was also gifted to you. Now, I don't know if you guys played around with it for a bit, but every time you you get a, a full bar, so you get 50,000 skill points, you get one point to spend mm. on your car upgrade. Yep. And I realized with the Corvette, it only takes five points to get a super wheel spin. So I'm like, hmm, interesting. And I had a ton of, a ton of um, car points to be able to use because... The car that I happened to use was just getting them left, right, and center. So, like, 400 or something. So, then I went, hang on a minute. If a lot of people have these cars already, because it's a default car, basically, that you get, plus it's gifted, there must be a ton of them in the auction house. So, I went to the auction house and just bought, like, I must have been, like, at least 100 of these cars. It actually, by the way, I believe I've noticed it soft bans you. <laughs> For a period of time, if you buy too many cars, and I was buying, I was like just nonstop buying, 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 buying. So I'd have a garage of like, a, I don't know, at 1.50 of these Corvettes, and then I'll go into the car mastery, and I'll get a wheel spin, and then I had like, yeah, I had like so, okay, wheel, okay, okay. super gonna wheel spins in. or something. Swinny is like leaving the podcast. We, we always have a go at Mike. Mike is like the craziest person. He breaks games for no reason. It's like kind of... He's a child yeah. who wants to find the edges of things. But I'm like, this is your review talking good. about how you bought 150 cars. This is his review of Forza Horizon 5 Game of the Year. <laughs> okay, so that aside, that aside, one other thing I'll quickly say about the Corvette is I actually finally uh, found one in real life. I was driving, <laughs> um, I was driving in 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 a. I was driving around the other day and I saw, I saw a 2020 C8 and these things, these things are not around. Okay. They're $200,000 cars. People, you have to import them through the GM special vehicles. It's a special order. Uh, they do make them in right-hand drive now. This is a small tangent. Anyway. He's just flexing his knowledge now. I'm not, I'm not. I just, I love this car. I love this car, right? So... When I see it, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna follow this guy. I'm gonna stalk this guy. I'm gonna see where he goes, and I'm gonna I'm gonna ask him questions about this car. So I followed him for a very short while because otherwise, I guess it would be illegal. Until he pulled into an IGA and he got out of the car, and I parked my car. An IGA is a supermarket. It's a supermarket. So I follow this guy, and I'm like, man, I love your car. So no, wait, 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 wait. Is this real? 
You literally followed a guy. Where do you think I took the photo from that I sent you, you guys? We, yes, okay. I followed the guy Sorry, in my just car. Pause. Then you parked. So wait, the I don't think any of us thought you were chasing a person. I wasn't you chasing. It wasn't them. like it was a race. This is literally stalking. I, just, <laughs> I wasn't stalking. Over. I was following the car for like a hundred Did the guy know you were following That's him? That's it. No, probably not. <laughs> anyway, he was super <laughs> chill about it. Because I walked up to him. I'm like, hey, man, love this car. Can I ask him some questions about it? He's like, yeah, of course. No worries. <laughs> So he told me, uh, told me about it, the cost, where he got it from, the options and shit, and then, uh, and then he's like, "Look, I gotta go because I gotta go to the post office, but feel free to take photos and stuff go, if you you're want." A maniac. The guy was really cool. Now the guy was super cool. He was really, really cool about it. He must get a lot of people asking about it about that car. Dude, sure it's like my that. dream car. I couldn't not go and see it. How much would this car be in Australian dollars? Two hundred. He dollars reckons. Is. So he told me it was two hundred k. He reckons he didn't get the no, car. That's what he paid for. That's what he. But he his was fully optioned. It wasn't the base model. Oh, wow. Anyway, tangent for people who love the Corvettes. Obviously, I'm a huge fan of Horizon Five because you get my favorite car right off the bat. First, first car you basically get to pick, and you get to drive, and then you actually get to pick it as one of the choices at the start, is the C8. And I freaking love that. So well, the game to me maybe, is... Maybe I'll jump in and try to jump like, salvage in. this review. Sure. So, <laughs> please. So I, I'm going into the Horizon series. I've never played Horizon before. Um, I think Horizon 3, I believe, guys, at the Australian-based one. Correct. Yeah, so uh-huh. that one, I was interested in playing that, and then by the time I found out that it was going off the stores, I was like, oh, you know, I don't want to buy it right now because I don't know if I'll actually play it, so I didn't. Um, and I knew Horizon, like, the games would come on Game Pass. I have Game Pass, so I thought, oh, I'll just wait till the latest comes out. So, you know, first time I ever played it, so that's the context for me. And I only played one sitting of the game, so I installed it, 100 gigabytes or whatever it was, uh, went through it. And the game is like an amazing game, man. <laughs> it is like, I, I totally understand where people are coming from in terms of, you know, game of the year conversation. Like, I think it's very worthy of like being a nominee for game of the year. Like, I feel mm. like that will be the conversation why it's not one of the game of the year nominees and something like Ratchet and Clank is, which to me shouldn't be compared to that. Having said that, like, it, you know, handles well, it's awesome. It just like, I, it made me realize that game loop of just driving and doing all that kind of stuff. It just doesn't super click with me. And, you know, playing it, I'm like, I do not think they could execute this mandate better. Mm. Like, it's nothing to do with the game. I'd probably even give the game a 9 out of 10 minimum. But Wow. It just, just doesn't click with me. I'm just like, I'm not enjoying it. I'm not like loving it or anything. It was fun. And I could actually play a lot more. Like I was actually going to boot it up because it's just so well polished and made. And I'm like, oh, I could just keep playing this. But then I'm like, what am I doing? I don't even really enjoy it. Like, so that's my two cents. I got really annoyed that the bloody DualShock controller is not uh, natively supported. It's so stupid. Um, so I had to like, play, you know, run some software to pretend it's like an Xbox controller. I hate that mm. when game developers do yeah. that. It's so Weird. lazy. Um, but outside of that, amazing, amazing game. And I, as I said, even playing it so little, I'm like, this is clear, you know, nine, even like a 10 out of 10, I wouldn't say it's too crazy as, wow. as a lot of outlets have said. But how about you, Sweeney? Yeah, so as I mentioned, like I'm not super far into the game. Um, 
I generally probably have played only about maybe eight to ten hours of the previous Forza Horizons or so. Forza Horizon 2, 3, and 4, probably around the same amount of time. Um, for whatever reason, I just bounce off a bit. And, you know, I'm not a car enthusiast, but I do love arcade races when I play them. I just don't generally play them much anymore. Um, so I can't compare what's new and what's not outside of, you know, like I know a lot of the visual uh, visual graphical thing uh, systems have implemented and and stuff like that but for me look obviously it's a wonderful game um i find that when i play racing games even though i play them rarely they're kind of almost like a zen-like experience mm. where i play other video games and i'm thinking about stuff i'm thinking about stuff in my life thinking about work or whatever when i'm playing a racing game i, I just kind of zone out and just like when you drive <laughs> well the thing is like for whatever reason it's like just when we're talking video games there's not many games maybe puzzle games will do the same kind of thing like your tetris mm. and stuff mm. um and i love the off-road races like that's the stuff i love like anytime you give me like something where you're you know going off road but then going off off ramps and then you mix in with a bit of road it's just it's just such a spectacle and it's great um and look the game is obviously gorgeous um and that comes to where mike you were talking on uh offline earlier in the week about how we were playing so i actually spent half of my time in performance mode ah cool and i spent mm -hmm. half my time in quality mode Ooh. in that order and i'll tell you kind of the, the why so basically i was playing obviously i love 60 frames a second like generally give me a choice between quality and performance i'll always go performance but i got to i was playing a showcase event that's like in a tropical storm uh-huh and I'm like, okay, this is obviously a showcase event. It's going to look really cool going through like rainy weather and storms. For this event, I'm going to bump it onto quality because I'm like, if I'm going to test this, I'm going to test it in the weather throwing everything. Good, and good idea. Honestly, like it's run, and Digital Foundry's video covers this great. It runs so consistent at that 30 and just like it does on 60 in performance that when I finished the showcase and I kept playing, I actually forgot. Mm. Wow. Ooh, like that's this. cool wow i like this i think when you swap initially it's it is jarring, it's jarring as hell. yeah but just initially i guess yeah but i think like when you adjust and i'm not saying this is the way you should play but when you adjust i i for, literally legitimately forgot and i'm like oh wait i'm still in I'm, i have to go check i'm like wait am i eyes deceiving me mm. you know I'm still in quality mode and so that's why i kept playing quality mode i'm like if i've adjusted I and I've seen half of my play time the other way. I'm going to play it half that way. Mm. Both ways are fantastic ways to play the game. I think it just really, you know, if you just obviously, I might swap back to performance when I play next time. But um, that's the re that's the answer yeah, to your question that's fair week. But um, I mean, I do have a few things I don't like about the game. So I don't know if we want to kind of Mike. I don't know, maybe wrap back around to you on anything, maybe downsides about the game. Yeah, cool. Either way, do you want me to go through positives first, and then well, we'll, we'll the all positive, go through some the of the positive downsides. for you was your twenty-minute story yeah. about a Corvette. So. Yeah, and then you chased no, no, it down. I have actual proper points. About and you this also, game. you know, bought a whole bunch so. of stuff on the marketplace. Okay, and, right, and I like, stalked this guy. Right, whatever, your, positive, you know. your positives, Mike. Shit happens. All right, jeez. Your positives that human. aren't your positives that aren't Corvette related. So, oh, okay, so my just just to yeah cover structure because I've only got one or two things to say, and then I'll hand to you. Like, so your Xbox Series X when performance yep. and quality for me, like it auto detects the settings and I appreciate that Microsoft's actually done that. 
and you know in sense of like it ran like a benchmark on my pc so i'm like this is cool um and i think mine was running at like 70 or 80 frames per second oh i have to say and i don't have a beefy pc or anything i have to say i think this is the best looking thing i've seen on my pc wow i was like playing it's so it. well like, optimized this looks insane can do it at that frame. <laughs> like this is freaking yeah. amazing how this looks like it blew me away it was just like it hooked me into the game to be honest so yeah and i couldn't go down like i know that yeah the digital foundry guys like ah you know 30 and one thing i will say on that quickly though is and then i'll hand over to you mike is mm-hmm. i'm always a believer though if something is a rock solid 30 it, it can be acceptable like it's always better to me if it's 60 but it's when, you know, you go 30 and there's still frame drops and stuff like that. It just looks horrible. But yeah, like I wanted to know, yeah. are you playing this with, like, what are you playing it on? And then also are you using a steering wheel or not? Yeah. So so myself, um, so I'm playing it on the Series Series X as well. I'm not using a steering wheel. I've tried a steering wheel on the previous one. It's not designed for a steering wheel. It's actually harder with the steering wheel, to oh. be honest. Even though my favorite experience with the steering wheel was Horizon 4, but that was just driving around. Actually using it, it's an arcade game. It, it The steering wheel isn't really as well suited, I find, for arcade stuff. It works really, really well with a controller. Now, I will respectfully disagree with both Swinney and Digital Foundry and anyone else has this point. Whilst, yes, it it plays beautifully at 30 on quality mode because it is pretty solid, when you're going at 350Ks an hour in a lot of races, I really don't give a shit if the telemetry they used or if the, the rocks have the highest level of detail, you know what I mean? It's about the performance of playing that race. And that was my issue as well. I tried both and I'm like, okay, it's really cool when you stop stop your car and you look at the detail and you look at this and you look at that. I can see the improvements and I can even if I really wanted to see that there's a high foliage density, all of that looks really cool. But the reality is I spend most of the time at 300 plus Ks an hour. Everything's a bloody blur. I can't tell those things out anyway that it, it didn't make sense to me to do that. Can I, can I ask a so that's question? That's my argument. And yeah. I'll bring Swinney into it then. <laughs> so did you try performance mode and quality mode for an yes, extended I period tried, of time? I tried for, if you could call half an hour an extended period of time, yes. Now, I don't know if that counts as an extended. I certainly haven't tried it as much as Swinney has. Mm. All I know is I've tried both. I tried it for about 30 minutes, I reckon, on, on quality. And it is not, in my personal opinion, it is not worth the drawback for the vast majority of what you do, which is racing. I just want to clarify, I didn't say quality is better. That's not no, where no, I no, landed yeah, on no, it. No. I just said <laughs> no. I said that I just, it, it's so rock solid that I forgot yeah. that mm. I was actually in quality mode after like 25 minutes or whatever. And I was just like, and that's why I kept playing because I'm like, well, you yeah, know what, I'm just it. So I, that, I didn't say it's better. I just, you know what it might be as well? And again, it, there's so many different factors involved. I think it could also be that, the hardware that you play it on in terms of TV. My TV has has a thing where if it's not at 60, I notice a lot of um, of motion blur. Um, and straight away, if a game is running at 30, I know it's running at 30 because of the motion blur of all the objects on the screen. And that's my biggest issue. And that could be more the way my TV doesn't handle low frame rate. Mm-hmm. And it's largely gone at 60. I don't get that trail as much. And I mean, that happens on a lot of monitors and stuff. But to me, it's very jarring because straight away, that trail just shits me. I hate when objects just do not feel smooth. 
Um, but anyway, that's that's the it's a personal choice. It's great on both. Amazing in terms of in terms of detail and in terms of the way it looks. The sound is fantastic as well. Um, you know, I, I played around with what they showed in previews, where you, you I upgraded a bunch of cars. I changed the the engine train to be a completely different engine. I I played around putting a different exhaust on my car and testing it out because you can actually uh, rev the car as you make the changes, and it sounds quite different on on a proper 5.1 system so that was, that was fantastic to to do that um in terms of positive as well i think i'm a huge fan uh, again I'm, I'm not um i actually prefer the road events and that's probably because i also play a lot of normal racing games but i love the fact that it's got both you can do a really cool road race and then the next thing you do is some crazy bloody showcase event where you're driving against the train or a bunch of bikes or something or you're running through through a jungle doing jumps and i love the fact that they've they've got that mix in there and that, the that's what makes the game really cool the road races in the tunnels in that city area are really really cool it reminded me so yeah. much of uh ridge racer type 4 i'm like oh man these i just remember like the feeling of like just mastering these tunnels so yeah i'd like the road races are fun as well they're both cool it's it's a beautiful mix it's a beautiful mix where i never really felt i i was getting bored of of doing different events because you can go pick a different one and there's something cool about it you can go do a showcase or you can go do a, a, a normal race you can do a drift event it's got everything um the biome diversity is really cool as well so obviously the previous games had quite a bit of diversity in terms of what they crammed into the world i quite like this one it feels different there's there's an awesome um area in a in a desert there's a really cool jungle area there's a mountain area there's a city area they've done a really cool variety of different biomes if you could call it that which i think is is, is really well made um i'm not gonna go into into some of the some of the cons directly but i think one thing that i will say as a transition into that topic is that as someone who's played all the previous forces um to me it's it's just an iteration of the same formula i didn't really feel it brought anything particularly new to the game that's not necessarily a bad thing i think they've just refined it so much that as you said into god it it works it works really well and it works for everyone. It works for people that are new to it. It works for people who aren't really into racing games. It works for people who love car racing games. It works for a whole bunch of different people. But it hasn't really iterated. Like, to me, it feels the same as playing the previous game just with somewhat higher graphics. And really, it's the same stuff. It's the same kind of events. It's the same idea behind them. Same map cluttered full of stuff. Same shit you gotta find. Same barn finds. Literally, all of that stuff is exactly the same. It could It could have been, like, almost... A different map on Horizon 4 and I'll be like yeah it's the same game practically so that was probably one small thing that I'll start off with to say maybe I expected something a little different to be added to it um, other than just better graphics and, and, and gameplay and physics and stuff so what about you guys what did you find somewhat not as great about it uh, do you want me to go first well, yeah. yeah all I wanted to say to that point that you made then just quickly Mike is I think that shows how much Microsoft is more competitive in this generation that it's almost like people are discovering this game who just weren't in that ecosystem, weren't in Game Pass, weren't in that world because, you know, it's had the biggest launch by far of a, of a Forza game and for legitimate, just like a launch. It's like, it was a huge launch. Like there was 
what was it? A million people playing it within the first 24 hours, which it's is pretty a, incredible. It's wow, actually the biggest mark, uh, Xbox published game. Yeah. Of there all time go. so far. That's wow. when Halo comes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So, like, I think it's a massive uh, coup for um, Xbox, really. Like, it just shows. Because your comments, like, of people who have actually played all those games uh, in the Horizon series, they all say the same thing. Like, they're like... This is not anything really new. It's just refined. And I'm totally it's quite interesting yeah. that, you know, people are talking about it in Game of the Year status. And it sort of like assumes that people haven't played the series mm. to a degree, right? But yeah, how about the cons, Winnie? Because I don't really have many cons outside of their bloody DualShock controller that pissed <laughs> me off. Yeah. And look, I'm not, uh, that's why I really want to clarify look, I have not played through a large percentage of this game. These, so this is more. Mike is reviewing this game. I'm essentially giving my impressions, but is it with those impressions come cons as well? Um, and the cons are cons I've shared with uh, Horizon Four, um, which is obviously the most recent one that I've played before this. Uh, which is, I don't think these games do a great job of onboarding players. Mm. I think that they give you they they unlock stuff. They show you look, when I say onboarding, the intros the games are fantastic, but when you get past that cool intro it's like they'll give you some events to go go choose one you choose it then another 10 unlock it's like you complete one of them then another 10 unlock and i'm like hey i want to get to these other ones that you've put on the map suddenly there's like open up a new another festival site okay but i want to go back and do that other rate like i just feel that they throw too much of you at once Mm, before it slows down and we're talking about being feeling overwhelmed in games. I feel that they this is an example where I feel that they just throw too much at players too quickly. Like I want to actually I'm still getting into grips with, you know, when I say systems, it's a racing game, but there are still systems. Then there's a lot of menu options and stuff. And it's like, okay, I just want to do a few ra- like let me get five races down before you start chucking some of these ridiculous online challenges, like all this stuff that they throw up there. I, what I actually start to do, and I know this is probably sacrilege of people that love Forza Horizon, is I just, I turned a whole bunch of HUD stuff off. I do that too. Yeah. I t- turned all the skill point notifications, all the progression stuff. I just turned it all off and suddenly I was enjoying the game way more where I'm like, just let me just race. Let me play some races, right? Same as filtering the map. I filter the stuff out sometimes. Yeah, just but want... even then I'm like, I, maybe there's a way to do it, but I'm like, it's still showing all the events that I've completed on the map. Like, give me an option to hide the ones at least I've gotten one star on or two stars, mm. right? I get Because yeah. I just want to kind of like just... And so that that to me is a con. Once you kind of get past those initial onboarding things, then I feel that the game lead... It, it you know, it it feels a lot more comfortable because it's like suddenly I'm not getting new notifications and new tutorials up to every single fucking race. Um, but that's honestly so the nice. the biggest gripe I have with the game because other than that, it's fantastic. I do also wish they could, maybe I was pressing the wrong buttons, but you, I couldn't seem to skip the cutscenes for like the story-related oh, things. I do I not think care. Can. Yeah. Not the, in- the intro is whatever, right? Mm. But I'm like the, the things where it's like the test drive missions or whatever, the touring tests and stuff. I'm like, I don't care about mm. the storyline. Just let me do this mission. So <laughs> I, I think... Can I say yeah. that's Winnie? Like, you know, I guess infamously, I skip a lot of the story stuff in games. So I'm very familiar with like, all the mechanisms that devs put in to skip 
So my yeah. brain will just naturally like, oh, skip. They're just talking shit. Like, I don't care. Skip, skip, skip. I'm like, this is a racing game. I really legitimately don't care. Skip. I'm like, is there no way to skip this? I'm like Googling nope. it. I'm like, no, sir. What the hell? Like, why would they not allow me to skip? Like, who gives a shit about the story of Horizon the and, Champion? Yeah. And look, it's, mention that well. it's only a handful of missions have that mm. thing, but it does feel like an, a weird design choice. But look, it, that's that's my downside so far. Mm. It's an amazing game. I'm actually going to keep playing it. So not just, hey, we've talked about the show. Mm. Yeah. One of, one of my very soft cons, and then I'll hand back to you, Mike, to close it out before we move to the next segment, is... And it's a very soft con because it's, you know, something you can just alter straight away. But I feel like the default configuration of the assists is mm. way too generous, like ridiculously generous, right? And to me, it takes away some of the fun. So, like, I went through and just turned them all off. Like, gear change, all this other kind of stuff, like, all switched on. And I was surprised that, yeah, like, when you bump it up even further, it's like basically it just drives for you it'll turn the corners and everything it it's like literally drives for you yes. yeah <laughs> so the second trick you can do by the way i figured out you you there's a big race that takes about depending on the car you use between about 11 and 15 minutes and you can create your own custom version of that because you can create a custom version of every single one of those events with set a bunch of rules and you can even put little um it's almost like a game builder thing where you can put little things little rules within that but at a very simplistic level you can basically take that giant 15 minute long race put it up to 20 laps go into the assists put auto turn and auto brake get a car get a rubber band plug your controller in and just let it do its thing all right how, Mike, how it, <laughs> as I, I think we've talked enough about how you can no, cheat I know, the game okay play well. we talked a little bit about your how, cons, how to cheat the game. by the way just on that point a funny thing is my girlfriend gets home and she's like why is your race still on? <laughs> I le- I left my Xbox when I left in the morning at 9am. She came back from work at about 1. My car was on like the second lap. It hit it hit like a, a, a wall of some sort. And for the last five hours, it was just driving into the wall. My Xbox was on with this bloody car just driving into a wall doing nothing. <laughs> anyway, so that aside, okay. So, so again, I love the game. I think... Lots of positive things. I'm going to continue playing it. But some some of the cons that I have, and we just talked about the story um, of, you could almost argue, lack thereof. I don't know who the hell it's written for. It is some of the lamest, shittest dialogue I've seen in any game I've ever played. I hate it. I seriously hate it. It's so cringy. The dialogue is ridiculously lame that I don't know who the hell it's even aimed at. It's really shit. It's really, really shit dialogue to the extent that I wanted to start skipping. Normally, I, I don't skip stuff like like you were saying to God. I want to listen to everything. I was getting annoyed at how stupid the dialogue was. And I'm like, listen, I just want to race. I don't want to listen to some dumb shit thing that you, you're doing. Uh, the second thing is <laughs> I'm going to use a phrase from EA. And that is to some degree, the game doesn't have a certain sense of accomplishment and a certain sense of of growing so i got lucky for example you don't even have to get lucky though the very fact that you can you start off with the c8 corvette one of the fastest cars in the world zero to 102.9 seconds there's no there's no real progression in that sense it's not like the old gran turismo games where it started off with a shit bomb that he had to buy second hand and he had to win a bunch of races and he had to 
to boost it up a bit. There's none of that. And then almost early on, I got the the Lamborghini Sesto Elemento, I think it's called. That really cool looking one, which is an insanely awesome car in the game with skills boost as well. And I'm like, why the hell would I use any other car? So I feel like it's awesome that they give you that option. Don't get me wrong. It's just that unless you go out of your way to jinx yourself... There's nothing stopping you from having the most amazing cars right off the bat and never going through that progression. So I think it lacks a bit of of satisfaction that you get from progressing through that. Um, I had a whole bunch of bugs, by the way, in my playthrough, just really quickly. Mm. Um, Things like floating. It's it's rarish, but I had floating cars because I was playing it early. There was there were massive network issues, so I couldn't connect to a bunch of things. I would be in the middle of a skill thing, um, ranking up, you know, tens of thousands of skill points, and then a message would come up screwing up my my chain saying that you've been disconnected or something. Which, by the way, was also annoying because every time, you know, you guys get those stamps to go to to do the next... Um, the next... Um, horizon event. Thingy. Horizon event yeah, thingy. Yeah. Um, every time those came up, it would just stop my game. I'd be driving, I'd be in the middle of, I don't know, drift or something, and then she's like, hey, Mike blah 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 and then you had to go pick something and i'm like come on like it just ruins the flow Mm. and it happens multiple times because there's like 20 of those things in total or something and you notice it again look it's not not the end of the world it's just these little weird things that are kind of annoying and weird and a couple of really quick things as well i've never really been a fan of the wheel spins i just hate the whole feel of the gambling thing i prefer the idea of as you progress through it you get better and better cars for example the whole almost gambling thing of, ooh, what am I going to get? What am I going to get? I, Did they introduce, I, I hate that. I, I know that it was a number four. Has that been in since the start? No, I don't think it was there since the start. I feel like it started in three, maybe. It was well, definitely Aussie, four. Aussies and, and I gambling. feel like maybe it was number three. With, yeah, True blue. I don't know if it was even earlier than that. I don't remember. But it was, it's, I don't think it was there originally. Mm. I don't remember now because it's, it's been in every game recently. Um, and that 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 in itself, I think, I get why they do it, but it's it's annoying. And also, I I I also hate the fact that a lot of the stuff that you get is shit and annoying. So a lot of the stuff you uh, you get from the um, the accolades is stuff like um, online chat things. And I'm like, I don't give a shit about some sayings or quotes or whatever. I just want cards and I want to buy more cards. That's why I'm playing a racing game, not to get that. And horns and and clothing material. I, I don't I don't I don't want a pair of bloody shorts. I want a Lamborghini or a Honda or something. That's why I'm playing this game. So that stuff shits me to no avail, which is by the way why I will not give it a perfect 10 out of 10 score if I had to review this thing. Um in <laughs> fact, I would personally, to be honest, probably give it an 8 out of 10. Because it feels like just, just in closing, it feels like it's it's playing it safe. It's just iterating on on a formula that has worked perfectly fine with the same annoying shit that the previous games also had. Um, that I can't, I don't feel like to me at least it's a you know a ten out of it's an amazing game. I'm going to continue playing it. I almost feel like if you're fresh to the series, you're going to benefit more in some mm. ways than people who have played this for a while. Where to me, it's just the same thing. 
Yeah, I, think that, I do like how you did say, if I review this game. Well, I'm reviewing, but I mean, if I had to do like a full official, ooh, you got hired by So that was the pre-show. Now time for the 45 review. Now for the proper review. So, yeah, I, I think that's where it was at with me because I've never played any of the Forza Horizon games. So, I, you know, the kind of end package is pretty amazing. I could imagine if, you know, it's just a different setting with some tweaks, you'd be like, oh, okay. You know, is this that, that good of a game? So... I, I did like um, game, Mexico as a setting. I thought it was really cool. cool. Setting, I thought yeah. it was really well realized. I'd been to Mexico before. Um, so some of the pyramids as well. So it was really cool actually checking it out from a different lens. Um, oh, and anything there, you wanted to add, uh, Swinney, before we get to the final segment? I'll just say that this game has just come out. But it's just like the perfect storm of everything. Like Xbox needed games. Mm-hmm. People wanted something to play on Game Pass. It's just it's just hit all the right buttons i think they couldn't have timed this release any better to be honest yeah cool all right well let's head into our final segment so what we wanted to do is recognize it's been a year so with both playstation 5 and xbox series consoles hitting their first birthday we thought we'd take the chance to look back at how the first year has gone for the ninth generation of consoles so we'll start with PlayStation 5, then go to Xbox Series X and S, and then finally quickly go through PS5 versus Xbox Series. So with PS5, we all own a PS5. We've got these PS5s as various stages. Uh, Mike, you got it almost like day one from memory. I think it was pretty much day one, yep. And I think I got it midway through, and that's when you got it recently, so... Um, maybe I'll open and I'll throw to you, Mike, and then uh, finish with Swinney. Like for me, I I just think this console, uh, uh, although like, I don't, I still don't like the look of it. I I just think it was very well executed and realized. I think, you know, there's no real major flaws that I have with it. Um, love the dual sense. Think it's awesome. It's quite heavy for me. I've got small hands. Um, but you know, like, parking that like everything about it the interface it just feels extremely polished and honestly just like a, you know console manufacturer that it's just firing on all cylinders and and i think the key thing is you know you go through the lineage of of sony you know ps1 almost you know only releasing it because they were so in, annoyed with nintendo like massive surprise hit ps2 most dominant console of all time and then almost like the arrogance from PS2 to PS3 where it was overpriced. It was, you know, too costly for them, overspecced almost the way they built it. Then PS4 was the redemption. And it's good to see with PS5 that they haven't gone down, you know, the natural path of arrogance. They've actually invested and, you know, pulled together something that I think, you know, is going to put them in a great position. And it's really hard for me to see, you know, and we'll cover it a little bit later, but, you know, how Xbox is going to compare long-term, but great console and then like finally for me it's just i just still honestly don't think you need one <laughs> like i think like <laughs> you know a year on i look at it and i'm like i don't regret getting it but i just think i did not need to get a playstation 5 like there's nothing compelling on the console that warrants getting a playstation 5 uh, but, but yeah go on. i'll go to you first as Mike. many consoles would would the argument be different so say for example you didn't have options you all you had was a ps4 would you recommend it as an upgrade in that sense oh yeah 100 like no doubt and i think if you had the base ps4 it's worth it i think mm. if you have a ps4 pro 
And one thing I did do, I, I was thinking about this and I'm like, I'm going to look at like PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, like all these different consoles first years and compare it that way. And I must admit, like most of them were a bit like, unless you have an amazing launch game, it's not super common for, you know, almost like a, you know, must have game coming out about a year later. The one exception to me was uh, Halo 3, which I think is still one of the best games of all time. And that came out about a year after the 360 came out. I think the 360 was one of the best consoles from the year mark. Like that, that that's a high watermark though. I don't think PS5 gets anywhere close, but it, again, I think it's an amazing console though. And the fact that you play all the PS4 games and everything like that's really cool. But yeah, did you have anything to add, Mike? And then we'll go to yeah, Twitter? absolutely. So so yeah, so I did I did get it. I think pretty much at launch. Um, so I was you know privileged to be able to be able to get my hands on it that early on. Um, you know, physical size, I it's too big. It's a weird clunky shape, but that doesn't really matter. You put it in your cabin and you forget about it, and it's quite enough. It's all good. Um, the Dual Shock, as you said, fantastic. Piece dual of sense. Equipment. Dual sense. Sorry, Dual Shock. Dual sense. I'm getting tired. It's nearly eleven o'clock. Um, is a fantastic piece piece of hardware. It, it it actually did holding it in your hands finally felt different. Something something was definitely different about it. Something was improved. Something was really cool. And I love the attention of detail to it. I I think I sent you guys a few macro shots that I took, sort of zooming out, but I reversed it. That there's like thirty five thousand little symbols in in instead of the little dots or something. So so you grip it better. The surface actually has mm. tiny little um, the four of four Sony symbols for the PlayStation, which I think is an amazing little attention to detail. Have you seen that, Sony? No, but remember, if you zoom in on the Xbox controller, it's Phil Spencer's head. Oh, that's right. <laughs> we, we did talk about that. That's you know right. what I was going to say, Sony? I was going to say, what? did you know that Super Mario Brothers 2 was actually a different game? <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, go on. So, 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 look. So, hardware-wise, fantastic, um, amazing. What it can do as well from a performance perspective. I got Demon's Souls um, remake um, when it first came out, um, and it was an amazing game, perfect game to play on something like that because it was. It was. It reminded me so much of of the earlier PlayStation days that I had uh, with the PlayStation Three, where it originally came out. So it was a perfect game for me to be able to do that. And one other thing that I think they've certainly have done fantastically is having that catalog of PS4 games that are not running at 60 FPS in a lot of cases, um, stuff like God of War, which a lot of people played, but I actually never really got around to playing them mm. properly. And they're really good AAA titles, stuff like God of War. And when you consider the fact that the, the console itself is 750 bucks, you can barely buy from a computer computer game perspective a 1660 super at the moment for 750 bucks yet with this you get a full 60 uh 4k capable uh 60 fps console that also comes with a catalog of free games that are actually really good games um out of the box with it if you don't have playstation well okay sorry you're right yeah, no, it's not, you're this right is like how people say free game, on game no no, no you're right you're right you're right <laughs> Yeah. You're absolutely right about that. That yes, but still, overall, in terms of uh, uh, the value of the package from a gaming perspective, I think is fantastic. Um, what they've done with that, and it was a really cool move from Sony to be able to offer those games as well. So I I don't play it as much as I should, but it's purely because I've again privileged to have a choice of different consoles that I can play um, across. 
um, I'm hoping they're going to keep releasing a lot of really cool first-party games, a mm. lot of really cool exclusives, because I think in the previous generation, we'll do comparisons, Sony was definitely the winner in my opinion. Uh, so I really hope they'll just churn out more really cool first-party games. Um, yeah, what about you, Swinny? How are you feeling with yours? Well, it's good. We've kind of talked had different talking points, so that's good. Um, the PS5 is a console that everyone wants. Um, I kind of, it's interesting when you do like a buzz check, you know, um, unlike other workplaces, people talk about video games at my work and <laughs> no one ever talks about Xbox. Um, yeah. It's always, oh, play, PlayStation 5, or, oh, I can't get a PlayStation 5. Like everyone defaults to PlayStation 5 as well. So when you're I hearing that, like yeah. podcasts and stuff, people are like, oh, oh, I think it's also on Xbox, you know, and that just goes to show you like everyone is so focused on the PS5 and there's a good reason for that, but it just goes to show how ingrained Sony now is. Um, and if there were no shortages, like the, the sales are already awesome. Just imagine if there were no shortages, like the sales would be crazy. Oh, right, through the roof, yeah. Obviously, you know, like it's it's games. Um, the strong point as well. You mentioned Demon Souls, but even just like Returnal, Deathloop, which mm. is obviously, you know, Microsoft published, but hey, it's a Sony exclusive. Um, and Astro. Astro is just awesome. You get that with the bloody console. Like, what a way to show off the console. And as you mentioned, just a whole bunch of really good upgraded games, like even like Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate. Ghost of Tsushima is apparently amazing on PS5. You mm. know? So, yeah, it's, it was. It was really, and just on really that as well, Swinny, like these games, you know, you're right. They're not for free in the PS Plus collection, but. You can legitimately Australian dollars buy God of War easily for like ten dollars, and that game is you know one of like for a lot of people the the best game of that generation. Mm-hmm. So you know the value that you get if you can get your hands on one of these things. And to your point, like Australia is a tiny little country, twenty five million people. There's a Twitter handle that like just publishes when it's available in Australia, right? Mm-hmm. And that has seventy five thousand followers. Like that is freaking insane when you think about wow. it. That people have gone to that length to sign up to that. You know what I mean? To try to get their hands on it. So, cool. But yeah, that's that's me. Like, there's there's a lot more to say, but I think like that's where we get into comparisons, which we'll do in. Mm. So I don't have an Xbox Series X or S. I said from the start of that generation, you know, I'm more of a PC gamer from that space. And you know, I'm trying Game Pass for three years, given the deal that I got. Not super happy with it so far, but I think there are a lot of cool games coming out in the next year or two. So I think, you know, it could redeem itself very easily and quickly. Um, so that's kind of how I game on Xbox, but I don't think that's fair to kind of comment on the Series X or S. Maybe I'll go to you, Mike, and then close out with Swinny and then we'll get into comparison quickly. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I've probably been playing my Series X more than I have my PlayStation, uh, which is weird because I've got the option to play a lot of those games on pc but i find just sitting on the couch not dragging the pc over there makes more sense to your point if you have a pc that's capable of doing this the xbox is kind of a mute point i think it's almost like why would why would you bother with it really when when you can do it on pc for the same thing so it's a really weird spot where it sits um in in the market in that sense because with sony there's a lot more exclusives with with the Xbox, I struggle to to almost justify why the hell I even purchased it in the first place. But I do enjoy the fact that you have it there. You turn it on. Um, I love to be able to just jump straight into a game, swap between games. Um, I, I've I've 
really enjoyed playing a bunch of stuff on it. For example, Forza Horizon, I've been playing that on on the Xbox as opposed to playing it on the PC. Um, so I've, I've been, you know, really happy with mine. There's there's nothing that I can I can complain about it because it's, it's been a solid device for me at the moment. Um, it's done everything I've you know wanted it to to do in that sense. Um, I just, yeah, I wish there were a few more really cool exclusive games on the platform that are, and I get why they're never going to be exclusive just for that. They're always going to be on PC as well. That's not a bad thing. I think that's a really, really good thing. Um, but I wish between the two platforms, there were just more cool exclusive titles that I could look forward to um, on that. Because otherwise, yeah, it's, 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 it's hard to justify it for me. Yourself, Swinny? As, as the aficionado, the number one Xbox. With the Xbox symbol above your head? The yeah, the Xbox right symbol above my head. <laughs> I, I, for anyone that randomly checks this clip out and doesn't know the context of where we all stand, like I, it's obviously like I, I lean into that, but I feel I am very neutral in a lot of hmm. regards. Um, in saying that, obviously the Series X is the console that I wanted the most. It's the main platform for me. Um, I obviously love my achievements, so it'll take a lot to drive me away from that platform as being my primary platform. Um, but, you know, like, it's... Xbox has been making a lot of great decisions, but yeah, kind of like, you know, there's 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 no buzz about the Series X majority of the time. Um, but I feel that they are positioning themselves in a... I don't think they'll get ahead of Sony, but I think they position themselves really nicely so that when that future lineup starts hitting, that then I think we'll see them start taking strides. But there's just... I'll get into the games in a second, but because that's obviously the, the huge missing point of Xbox. The feature, my favourite feature of this whole generation is actually smart delivery. It has been so seamless and so mm. awesome because i do actually jump between my xbox one x still and my series mm. x and just Same. having games that it just it just works you know and that's what you sometimes want you just want something that works and it's great to know that automatically all the saves come across like it, it's it's the i think they've set themselves up with an awesome platform now they just need bloody games to put on it, you know? <laughs> like, we're not talking... Obviously, it has a lot of games to play. But when we're talking about why you would buy an Xbox, especially an Xbox Series X if you've already got a One X, there's not, like... Even Forza Horizon 5 runs pretty good on a One X, you know? Um, it's pretty much just Forza Horizon 5 at the moment that you'd say, like, is like a tentpole, which mm. obviously Halo got delayed, but man, like... It's almost like nothing else. Like, it's just such a shame that obviously Game Pass is the huge thing, but Game Pass is its own beast, right? And again, like, you don't need a Series X to take advantage of Game Pass because most of the games on there aren't going to be, you don't need a Series X to play either. Um, but a lot of the games that got Series X enhanced updates, like Years 5 and Forza Horizon 4, do make use of that. Tech, the technology really well so i think that is great but again it's like you know they're old games they're not new games that you're buying an xbox for hmm. um the backwards compatibility is really appreciated the fact that i can still play all my old digital 360 titles any of the digital xbox one uh, sorry original xbox 
uh, games, like it carries it all across, which is really appreciated because I think we kind of almost take that for granted now. But like two generations ago, the idea is like the idea of hey, I've got access to all my old games on all platforms just wasn't a thing. So, but I guess the the final thing on Series X is <laughs> quite telling. So I actually had a colleague ask me. They say, "Hey, I'm, I'm I've got myself a Series X. I'm picking it up today." What game should I buy for it? And I had no answer. Oh, like, no. Horizon. And I'm like, because the <laughs> thing is, right, obviously, like, you know, like Valhalla to me is still hmm. my favorite next-gen game, but that's obviously not a next-gen only game. Um, and I didn't have an answer. So, oh, do you like racing games? Forza Horizon 4 is, runs really nicely on a Series X. Like, this was a while back before Forza Horizon 5. I'm like, do you like Gears of War? Because that also, like, they're old games. Like, Call of it Judy. sucks. Yeah, it sucks when, you know, like, imagine someone asking you that for Nintendo 64 and it came out. Mm. Mario 64, Wave mm. Race. Oh, PlayStation. You know? Switch. Anyway. You know, Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I know. Look, like, I mean, it kind of lends well into uh, the comparison, Swinney. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I think, like, this is how I'll frame it. I think from a feature set, how things are structured, the Series X almost in every category is better than the PlayStation 5 from my perspective. Like, as you said, and I was going to jump in, but I didn't want to interrupt the smart delivery. It's like laughable. Like smart delivery is genuinely smart delivery. And it's almost like the PlayStation 5 got dumb delivery. Like <laughs> I, you didn't really go on the journey, Swinney, but like right at the start, if you installed, say, Final Fantasy 7, which has now a PS5 version and a PS4 version, it is extremely, like at the start of the console launch, it was extremely hard to even know Am I playing the PS4 version of the game or the PS5 mm. version of the game? And there were people who played halfway through a game and realized, oh, shit, I've been playing the PS4 <laughs> version of this game and I didn't know. And then the way that the saves work, you couldn't transfer the saves. So you're like, some people were like, oh my God, I've spent like a hundred hours in this game and I can't transfer it to a PS5 and I've got a PS5. Like this is fucking ridiculous, right? Uh-huh. And even to this day, there's stupidity where you have to download your PS4 version, because it doesn't transfer across, PS4 version of the game, get the cloud save and then upload it to like whatever server it will be. Then you can enjoy the PS5 version by downloading it and then transfer the saves. I believe, and I'll probably get corrected on this, but I believe that's how it works with Ghost of of Tsushima, which is like a first party game. It's insane, right? Like to me, it's just unbelievable that that is like the way that they've structured it. Um, you know, I think on the backwards compatibility thing, I don't agree with what you're saying that it's a, it's an assumption. I think you're saying that as an Xbox person where they've done an amazing job at like bringing in the back catalog, including Xbox one games, where it's like with Nintendo, you definitely don't assume that oh, it's going to go. Nintendo's its own beast. <laughs> like, let's not and then that. with PlayStation, I mean, the conjecture was like, what are they going to do? Are they possibly going to you know, release to PlayStation 5 and you can't play PlayStation 4 games, maybe. And then people were like, oh, maybe we'll play all the way to PlayStation 1. So, Mm. you know, no one even really knew at all. And, you know, as it launched, there were games that didn't work. Very, very few, obviously. But it was quite interesting and telling that games weren't running exactly right on it. But On that note, because, like, I I didn't get a PS3 and I still want to pick one up eventually. I was kind of like, and I knew it wasn't the case, but I was also I was disappointed when I was spent ages in the 
PlayStation Store and PlayStation 5 being like, oh man, there's, I wish they had digital versions of some of those uh, games that I never played on PS3. You know, just, oh, come mm. just like put you know, the old Tales games up there that I do mm. on PS3 only, you know, so. Yeah, and that was, that was just, you know, structurally, like they just picked the wrong architecture. Mm. And it's still costing them to this day. It cost them like two, three hundred US dollars per unit when they were selling it back then, which is unbelievable. But I mean, getting to, I guess, ultimately the most important thing is the games. And you're right. Like the thing is to me, it's, there is no killer game on the, on the Xbox Series X that warrants you picking one up. And then if you have a PC with so many people do, you, I feel like almost all the games you could just play on the PC anyway. And multiplat to me, always seem better on the Series X or it's like marginal. You can barely tell the difference, but it's that's not a compelling enough reason for me to go, oh, I'm going to get a Series X instead of a PlayStation when then I lose all the potential first parties and the Miles Morales, or I almost said Moranis, <laughs> um, you know, Demon Souls, all these kind of games, which aren't like compelling reasons to get a PS5, but, you know, they do like, you know, there's still factors that, for me, as far as I can see, the Series X doesn't have. Now, I think they got so hurt by Halo Infinite not being ready for launch. Mm. Like, I think the whole conversation's different. If uh-huh. I'm very confident that Halo Infinite is going to be the best Halo since Halo 3. And I, I'm very also confident, actually, I think it'll be, like, up to that Halo 2, Halo 3 level. Not probably quite there, but, like, at that ballpark... Um, and I think if they had that when it launched, man, it would have been really interesting conversation. It would have been really interesting, but we don't live in that reality. Right. And I Mm. don't think there's any buzz really about the series X because of halo. I think people are now amped about halo, but it's not like halo then leading to, oh, series X, you know, let's hype this up. You know, it's kind of broken that, that chain for me. How about you, Mike? Oh, myself. So. So first, first of all, the the thing I'll say, and we talked about this before, is I think the Xbox have a sh- has a shit name, Series X. Huh? <laughs> what? When you go to the shop, and when when the average consumer goes there, they'll go, "Oh, I've got a PS4 at home. Oh, there's a PS5. Oh, PS5. That's that's better, right? Because it's a higher <laughs> number. I'll buy the PS5. People are upgrade as, for quite it. as dumb as the way you're saying it. But well, I get no, what I'm just saying, saying. I'm, I'm, I'm saying. oversimplifying it, but it makes so much more sense. You go from four to bloody five. It's a better thing. It's newer. It's upgraded. Does more shit. Perfect. When it comes to Series X, what the fuck does Series even mean? You know, when someone goes to the shop, they're gonna go, "Oh, Xbox One X, <laughs> Xbox Series X. Which one's even better? Once is that?" Is an S because it starts yeah, with an it, S better. <laughs> anyway, I'm like, I, it's just dumb. I think it's really dumb. And I think it's the same thing that, that you were saying, Swinney. And maybe it's just a general population thing. I don't know. No one's ever gone, oh, I'm getting an Xbox or something. What do you think of the Xbox? Everyone's like, oh, yeah, I want to get a PS5. Oh, do you have a PS5? Do you want to sell me your PS5? It's it's weird. And I think marketing is a lot to do with it. And I think the name probably has a lot to do with that as well. That I think that they just didn't get the name right. And that makes a huge difference to stuff like this. Whereas Sony kept it simple. Hey, man, we've got a new version of our PlayStation that's better and more powerful. We'll just add another number to it. You want it? Great. I'll buy it. So, I mean, there's other factors involved, obviously. Like everything we talked about, including the games. But that makes a huge difference. And I think Microsoft just screwed that one up personally. Yeah, like, you know, on that, though, to be honest, though, it does actually confuse me a little bit. I, I go into JB Hi-Fi and I look at the shelves and they'll have like a split and it says 
Xbox Series and Xbox One. And then on the friggin' actual physical, you know, like games, some will say Xbox One, mm-hmm. some will say Xbox, then just as Xbox. And then some will say Xbox Series S and slash X, I think oh. it is from memory. And then Xbox One on it as well. And it's like, it's a total mix of everything. And honestly, you know, even as an informed consumer, I look at it, I'm like, Jesus Christ, like I would be a bit nervous. I'm going to buy the wrong version. Absolutely. Because supposedly there are like multiple SKUs for the exact same game where you can buy a version and it's like, oh, no, 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 don't worry. We'll fix it in the back end with the smart delivery stuff. But I still kind of want the right version. And I'm like, I don't like this. I feel like... If I got, you know, someone in my life to buy a game for me, I'm like, far out. I know they're going to buy the wrong one. And I want a specific one. You know what I mean? They wouldn't. You can even imagine a kid going, hey, mom, I want an Xbox for Christmas. She goes there. How do you, unless you have to talk to someone, right? The average consumer has no idea, just looking at the box, that this is better than that. They both do 4K. I think they both probably say 4K on the box. This one looks just skinnier than that one i'm like what's what i have Mm. no idea unless you're in the know you have no idea and i think it's a bad move from microsoft it's confusing i think to that though that's a lot easier because all they always ask is do you want to be able to play physical stuff or not so yeah but then you have you have the yeah but then you have xbox one you've got series s series x but what i'm saying is if someone if a kid goes i want an xbox for Christmas and their parent goes there and they go, okay, you've got the Xbox one X and you've got the Xbox series X. This one's a bit cheaper, but is it actually better? Worse? Mm. seems like a better deal because it's cheaper. Mm. Anyway, it, it's confusing yeah. for the average person, I reckon. But I, look, I, I think ultimately though, it's not all lost. I do think because they're trying to do totally different things and it's been like that for a long time mm. in the background, you know, with Microsoft going, okay, we're just going to win, you know, subscriptions over anything else. I do think if you could roll it forward like four years from now, that there might be a, like a, just a huge suite of games that are exclusively on like, you know, Game Pass <laughs> that, you know, the Starfields, like all these games and mm. people are like, this is amazing. This is like a must play game. And this is where I, I think about the 360 era when there was games coming out on that, like Mass Effect's, Mass Effect was a 360 game uh-huh. in my mind. Like people look back and they look at Metacritic or whatever and they go, oh, PS3, Xbox 360. Nah, it was a 360 game, man. And, you know, Gears of War and all these kind of games. I, I do think four years from now is a more interesting conversation where, you know, this suite of games on Game Pass that are still going to be, for you know, including that subscription and then parents, you know, their kids might go, oh, you know, I want to get on this. And then it's a, oh, it's a better to get a Series S or a Series X Pro or whatever they're going to call it. I think that's when they'll they'll actually build a lot of momentum in sales of hardware. And I mm. think that's really what they all care about. Not They almost don't care about these consoles, in my opinion. And I think that's why they look really bland, in my view. Like, as offensive as the PS5 is, I almost prefer it because it's trying to do something. Whereas the Series X is so, like... Gen- not generic but it's just like it's not bold in my view at all it's just kind of like oh, okay you know it's kind of a bit i do tidy. prefer it though to be honest physically i actually prefer the okay. shape i don't have it fits it, so... in everything so much better yeah it's, it's, yeah it's nice i love the monolithic 2001 a space odyssey styling it's funny you mentioned um and source when you actually want to cut 
cut to you as well to get a lot of your thoughts on this. Um, I, 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 I had a PlayStation one, then I had a PlayStation two and I thought, eh, naturally, you know, I thought I would transition to PS PlayStation three, etc. But mass effect, I think is one of the mass effect and oblivion at, cause I got both nearly at the same time. That's what drew me to Xbox. That's what made me do the switch. It was the fact it was so I, I I put some weight to the fact that a game can sell a console. It absolutely mm. can, which is why when you mentioned that um, the lack of Halo, I think probably cut their sales a bit. Um, because to me, absolutely, you get a good game, it people will go there and buy a console just because of that game. Mm. What about you, Sweeney? Look, the I talked about that pipeline, the titles that is where like the bethesda games like we've already seen obviously stuff jumping into game pass but like that is where they're basically investing for the future hmm. but they're not investing for the future of consoles as it's got the same they're investing for the future of game pass but when it comes to the we're talking comparing consoles here not game pass and ps5 playstation is clearly the dominant platform I don't think anybody would argue it has the games, it has the buzz, and it now has the install base, just like and on the PS4 and the PS2. Xbox has positioned themselves as almost like the player's friend, mm. and I think that is going to keep them in the race, even if they maybe they don't care that it's a race or not, but obviously they want to sell consoles. But when it comes to the first year in comparing them, the PS5 is the console. Mm. All right. I think that was well said, Sweeney. Great. Very All right. Well we'll said. wrap up for this week. We have gone long. Next week, as we're recording this, you know, we haven't seen the Xbox 20th anniversary stream. It's probably going to be the most amazing news and Xbox is going to have so much buzz about it, but uh, maybe Halo <laughs> Infinite multiplayer impressions. The, I mean, that rumors, is a hot rumor. We don't talk rumors on the show yeah, after we burnt by Spitch Pro. The rumors say the 15th, which means it's probably like in two days or day and a half for us or whatever you, whatever time zone. Mm. That's the rumor. Well, uh, yeah. And like in terms of rumor, it actually was listed on one of their stores, which mm. is, you know, almost, you know, feels almost like a guarantee at some point. That's only ever feels like one out of 20 times it doesn't eventuate when that stuff, stuff like that happens. So. That would be really cool. And I mean, something that we all speculated on as well. Like they split the multiplayer and single player up. They've already split the co-op. So anyway, we'll all, we'll, I'm sure we'll be chatting about it next week. And also we'll be doing a review of 31 unmarked games um, from Drokin. I always butcher his name. So I need to reach out to him to ask him phonetically how to spell it. Having said that, bye-bye. Catch you later. Peeps.